are you wearing? Oh, Ooh. I love you. I'm oh, wearing a mask because it's Halloween, baby. Halloween, and this one is a digital mask, and it changes and in. I know you're like you're anonymous, basically. It's like one of those hacker like Antifa. Ooh. I know those are opposed with each other. Well, I guess they're kind of on the same side. This That's isn't Halloween. This side. is this is gay and on, on fucking uh, Molly. <laughs> yeah, the math does all the stuff. Molly, gay, Halloween. I mean, you know, I wanted to do a, a new you cool sound horrible through it, mask. I bet I do. It's like a Bane. No one cared who I was until I put on the mask. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that guy now, the other voice. No, no um, one cared who I was until I put on the mask. No one cared who I was. Perhaps um, he's wondering why someone would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. That's last week or two weeks ago, three weeks ago. <laughs> I don't even know. Time has no meaning anymore. Time's a flat circle, as we found out, right? Another um, HBO show. But yeah, I mean, it's Halloween, practically. It's like three days of Halloween by the time this episode drops. And yeah. we just did a big Halloween episode two episodes ago. Then we decided to do another episode about Halloween last week with Dorm. So we're going to now do something a little more cool, Euphoria. boys, Halloween. <laughs> we're going to talk about the scariest show on HBO, Season 2 Euphoria. It's a horror show. It's so scary. Those kids, what are they doing? Ooh, key soundboard. What? Is this just... <laughs> is that a siren? <laughs> is that a wolf? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <gasps> oh. Spooky voices and things. Ooh. I love it. Oh my god, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Scared money don't make money, honey. So, Euphoria Season Spooky 2. sounds. <laughs> I just sounds like an old lady laughing at like a bridge game. We did it. We did it, Joe. <laughs> You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> you get what that is now? <laughs> You recognize our special guest tonight? Our special are, guest might be president. Are you about to come? Are you about to come? If so, I'm about to come. Do not come. <laughs> Don't stop me, Kamala. Do Don't stop me. <laughs> all right, that's coming. all. That, I've exhausted that now. Cue the music. <laughs> be a special music. Oh. Could it be? Uh, uh, Still on air. I didn't write it. Uh, there it is. Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks. And rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boys. <gasps> so cool. Bring it. Bet, babe, put the money on it. So cool. <laughs> you're delayed. Ice cool boy. <laughs> Uh. Then the last episode that you you play you frequently play this song to your kids and like they just they just listen to it totally out of context of what what happens while it's playing in the show, which is Nate like becoming a disturbed individual as he grows up. 
uh, becoming my role model. Are you kidding me? He is the best character in the whole. He's the protagonist. He's constantly well, being thwarted by now all the antagonists. Seen, now that you've seen season two, you understand that like they really changed Nate. They they totally got the note that a lot of people wanted to quote unquote fuck Nate. And, oh uh, sure, I want made him a Nate. lot. Made him a lot like more sympathetic this season. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you know what? They made uh, Maddie way less sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, Maddie becomes evil. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, many many things that were on the Cool Boys thing where I wanted to, uh, the Cool Boys uh, iMessage thread, where I wanted to, to send the gif of, of uh, Maddie uh, slamming uh, uh, Cassie into the wall. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh my a great God. GIF. But uh, I was oh like, God, that we, might we, be we a should... spoiler for Ballard. <laughs> Yeah, and we should probably get into spoilers it. before we go any further oh, yeah. with Euphoria what? Season 2 talk. I, I think I have that. It's time for spoilers. Right. Cool. More Euphoria music. So cool. And a cool Sizzle. <laughs> Did we still have Nolan at that point, or we just used Sizzle in that anyways? I just still, I kept using Nolan sound bites at that <laughs> point. This. I don't yeah. have, see, I, see, I don't have I, I, on my Noli board. I don't have a uh, the the sizzle. I just have the um, it should be attached to the spoiler uh, theme. But if it isn't, then uh, the 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 music list a uh, spoiler Ooh. theme. But if it isn't, I did lose no, his mic a long isolated. time ago. I just wanted the isolated one. I agree. Yeah, I think I, that's one of the. Uh, remember, I had my crash like oh, yeah, hundred plus episodes, two hundred episodes ago. Yeah, it, that was one of the things that was lost in the crash. Sadly. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know, audience. I'm sorry. He's rebuilding Someday. his sound, his, uh, his sound library. <laughs> I, still doing it. Four years later, still doing it. <laughs> I think that, that, that's my laugh. That's my laugh. I left the dolphin. In the, the, yep. See, the dolphin yeah. is my laugh. And then I also, I, I used to do the goat sound. And so then I would play the goat audio because my I love the goat. goat. I got to th that section of the soundboard. It was like animal sounds. And I'm like. These aren't cool boy specific <laughs> sounds anymore. They're cool animal sounds. Yeah. I don't have the Chaz Dean yet. That's when that's the high. That's the oh, high, you got to get know. to you got to get to the Chaz section. Ooh. All right. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're resurrecting the format of spoiler casts to do a very <gasps> special episode. Another year plus in the making. Of, uh, waiting yeah. for you to watch Euphoria. Uh, I watched Euphoria's specials when they aired. You watched them very recently. I watched Euphoria yeah. season two as it aired, and you just watched that. But guess back to back with the specials. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched them in tandem with the specials. Um, but yeah, you've you've been watching Euphoria even season one back when it aired. I think right. No, I, and I, I binged it after like two months after. Okay, but not too far after. And at that time, it was it was a, a, a Twitter critical darling season one, but it was not a zeitgeist darling. No. And the, the zeitgeist picked it up uh, uh, Euphoria around season two. I feel like yeah. everybody on Earth figured out what the fuck Euphoria was by season two. You definitely yes. were ahead of the curve. Um, you were so confused with season one. We might as well just get a little bit into our conversation about season one. I'm just ahead of the curve. <laughs> you... You just like I love your Joker references, um, but yeah, uh, I you were like paying attention to the show, but you were paying attention to the show for all the wrong reasons. No, no, like, yeah, you I, thought were, was, I thought it was Biden's America. You <laughs> hated it, it. You hated the show. You were like the the camera work is garbage. You're like the show is completely. No, I didn't say the like, camera work is garbage. I said that the it was the camera work was arrogant. Arrogant was the word I used. Oh, arrogant. I said sure. that the depth of field was too shallow. Now that's corrected this season. It has a pretty normal depth of field. 
And most of season two, unlike season one, was shot on film. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of it was shot on 16 millimeter film, actually. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. That's very cool. Um, anyways, so I got so intrigued um, by uh, your conversation on season one that I promised I would see it. Eventually did watch it and was blown away. Yeah. It was not – I mean, you you downplayed the fuck out of it. I mean, when I got to episode two and met Nate Jacobs, I was fucking blown away. I was floored. I was floored. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. That was the song. I think it's about like three or so minutes into the episode. Nate starts to work out as like a eight-year-old little boy. Yes. And, and we it, have, by the way, I have confirmed one thing that we mentioned in that episode and, and did not the get mole. an answer for it. The mole is real. It's on him. That's Jacob uh, Alordi's That's mole, Jacob Alordi's huh? real mole. And they added it to the kid playing a young him for mole continuity. But I know this because I watched the, I believe, honest trailer for the kissing booth like there's like a romantic comedy series with like three movies uh where he he's the romantic lead and he's just like six seven for no reason because he's like a normal guy yeah i, I don't i can't see nate like I, jacob Bellardi as a normal guy anymore i can only see him as nate uh Dude. so i'm scared of him <laughs> if i ever see him in person but yeah he has the mole in that it. so I love I, I I just want to go 100 miles an hour in Nate's truck while he plays Orville Peck, Dead of Night, and we just, like, I Is just that what he's listening to off. with Cassie when, when she's Orville just taking Peck, off her Dead panties? Of Night. By the way, okay, season one was, like, my, like, wanted playlist. Like, every song I ever heard in season one, I was like, this song is yeah. either something I know or something I now love because, and now I know it. Season two was as if they went to my Spotify and were like, we're doing all your Spotify this time, Ballard. Because it was just like, that song, that song, that song. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I can pull up, I can pull up my fucking, uh, not Spotify, but uh, Shazam I used throughout watching, because I rewatched season two two weeks ago and I thought we were going to do the, do it last week, Euphoria, but then I forgot. I'd also said get Dorn. So we, got, we ended up get getting Dorn. Dorn. And we did Halloween stuff with a few mentions of, uh, yeah, but I mean. Heartbeat by Red 7. Oh, my God. Tell me. Tell me you love that song. Uh, yeah. Dead of Night. Uh, Orvel Peck. I, I Shazam that. I Shazam uh, Time Will Come. I Shazam Haunted by Laura Less, which is the insane song that plays when uh, uh, Maude Apatow is on a bike. What's that? Huh? This is Caleb's song or Cal yeah. song. Sorry, ba Ballard does not have these soundboard abilities that I do, so he's leading forward like he's giving a blowjob to an off-screen person. Speaker to yeah to a pill to a pill too. It, it looks like a big black dildo. Oh, was it a pill? Yeah, that's featured uh, in uh, uh, Transformers: Rise of the Dinosaurs. Uh, no, Age of Extinction. Yeah, whatever it's called doesn't really matter. Allegedly, allegedly, uh, allegedly. <laughs> No, no the, vitamin C. There's a moment where they're cutting in episode four, which is called um, you, you who cannot see. Think of those who can. And it's all about Cal's story about being gay and how he was gay. And then all of a sudden, because he had to have his older uh, son um, yeah. that he became straight. Now, I have some problems and, with the music in that scene, but we'll get to it. When but it the, when they're driving on the freeway and you're intercutting between three different characters, you're, I forget who I forget who the third is. But they're like getting like a, a, a labyrinth track, kind of like a score. Who are and then you cut the kid uh, Cal. Okay. I don't. It may have been. No, no, no. It was not Nate and Cassie. But it was um. You cut to Cal, and he's just swerving all over the road to Heartbeat by Red Seven. And then you cut to um, uh, the new kid and uh, uh Elliot. Uh, 
Elliot, yes. And then uh, Hunter Schaefer, Jules, and Rue in their car. And they're listening to Vitamin C by Can. And I'm just like, this is fucking amazing. Editing. I didn't recognize, like, I mean, I didn't recognize so many, but I'll just tell you, here's the songs I should say I'm blurry watching it. All right, Time to Come, Dead of Night by Orville Peck, Haunted, Laura So Les, good. Right Down the Line by Jerry Rafferty, which is the song that the, yep. the uh, drug dealer guy plays when they're getting naked. Uh uh, the original, an original song by Lana Del Rey, just for Euphoria. Watercolor yes. eyes. Sinead O'Connor. I was going to ask, did you did you like the watercolor eyes? I song? did, I did. It's one of her better songs. I I I wonder if that was like one of her few songs she didn't do with Jack Antonoff because ever she got since she got with Jack Antonoff, I haven't liked her songs as much as her older stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, of course, I shazammed "Drink Before the War" by Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, Sinead O'Connor. Oh my God, that song when he goes back to the gay club and puts on that and puts on that song on the, and starts dancing to it with some random gay dudes. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I've done that every weekend. That's what it, I do every weekend. Diet, well, it it cuts between him dancing to it and then it cuts to Cassie at uh, Maddie's birthday party dancing to it, and yes. of course, it's not on the radio, which would make that possible. It's from the jukebox and he specifically is playing it from a CD on the jukebox yet somehow when it cuts back to Cassie, she's singing it <laughs> as she's dancing to it. And I'm like, this is, uh, this is, this, I'll just get this right out from the, from the start. Cause this is something we, we discussed when we talked about the first season was I was under the impression that this was made from the point of view that this is somebody, well, Sam Levinson making this like, this is real. This is real life. This is what the nope. teens are dealing with today. This is this is a true, you know, slice of reality, kind of like American Beauty, just heightened a little bit. And, you and, said- and, 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 and wait, wait, and to continue that thought first for a moment and that and because of that, you had a very skewed perspective of the show when you originally right. watched it. Yeah. I, now, I've rewatched since I've watched season two the first time when it finished, I rewatched mm-hmm. season one and then I rewatched season two again, like two weeks ago for, for this. So. No, watching season one again, season two makes it very clear. No, this is a fucking cartoon. This this yes. exists in a world <laughs> that is totally heightened and has no connection to reality and, and whatever can happen. I mean, if you hadn't in, in the, the finale is what really completes that when, when, uh, when, wait, wait, what's, what's Maude Apatow's name? Lexi. Oh, I forgot. When Le- Lexi. Yeah, she puts on the best play ever. She puts put on, on a high, high school? school play at a public school <laughs> with an HBO budget for costumes yeah. and production value. So And it's the like, sets, the sets on that stage, the rotating sets. Yeah. This, the set decoration, like, is just the level and the skill is beyond anything a high school could ever commit to. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like, okay. So she got she also has access to the people who like did the set design for Game of Thrones and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's it, so, yeah, season two makes it very clear kind of from the beginning with the uh, the first cold open. There's only two cold open backstories in season two. But they're both fantastic. They're both fantastic. And they're both of the elders. Uh, they're, yeah. You know, we, well, the grandma one's really Fez's backstory because Fez never got a backstory in season one. It's not really Fez's backstory. I mean, I mean, it, obviously it is. It is. It, it's like it's, it's Ashtray's. It's yeah. you know, it's about Ashtray because the, the way the whole season plays out, you understand why they started episode one with Fezco's grandma's story. Yeah, yeah. it's because of how it plays into Ashtray's. Yeah, uh, I, yeah we're in spoilers. You didn't his understand. Death. Yeah, we're in spoilers. You didn't understand what his connection. Well, I didn't. What their what their connection was in season one. Like, what? Who the fuck are these two, and why are they together? And this cold open. For the first episode makes it very clear, like he he thinks of him as his little brother. 
must have been a criticism that Sam Levinson also received somewhere, whether it was from his dad, Barry Levinson, or someone at HBO, or maybe even a cast member, or uh, someone that he's just friendly with, a colleague. But um, someone must have told him that the Fezco thing needed to be really hammered out because it was one of the biggest kind of question marks in the show. It was it, it almost felt like the need of Fez and Ashtray was just to be able to somebody to be familiar to supply Rue with drugs. Not yeah. and no more than that, right? But in this season, yeah, no, in he, this he's, season, he's the, he's almost the star of the season. For sure. And so one of the things that we talked about before, we did have a, uh, another episode a few episodes back when um, we talked the specials. Um, and we didn't get into yeah. any kind of like crazy uh, um, uh, uh, spoilers when we discussed it. So feel free to listen to it, anyone. But um, when we listened to uh, or we, when we were talking about that, we talked about Cat and the actress that played Cat, uh, yes. Barbie Ferreira, I think her yes. name was. Right. Which I did. I, she, by the way, did not. I just watched Nope. We weren't, we weren't talking about Nope tonight. I did not know she was in Nope. And it was like. Surprise! It was weird to see her out of Euphoria playing like in a normal because she's the other girl who works at the uh, fries. You see, nope, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I love. Nope. I mean, it's not a spoiler. She's just, it's just casting, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, when maybe maybe that's why she was she's not in Euphoria season two very much. No, no, no. I think you might be right, but maybe not. But here's the thing. Uh, first of all, go back to nope for a second. Quick sidebar: they did our fries. Yeah, That's our fries. Yeah, I, I was so happy our fries are, is in close. that movie. It's completely boarded up. Oh, dude, that pisses me off. Well, it was good that I saw our fries. That was depressing that to see fries again. I was like, God damn it. Fries electronics. Yeah, I've uh, been there. <laughs> and what's great is the Burbank fries. Yeah, I've been to a few of them, but the Burbank fries is the one where too. they filmed that. Is all it's all UFO and aliens in like 1950s sci-fi. So it's it's such a great setting for if you know that going into Nope. It it adds more to that 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 uh the, those scenes. Anyways, back to uh, Euphoria. Yeah. So, um, Barbie Ferreira, cat, uh, you gave me the heads up that she bit the hand that fed her. She kind of uh, was yeah. talking ill of Sam Levinson. Don't do that. He's a man. You don't talk to men like that. Yeah. And so she no, was never. like, really? No, you never. Allegedly. And season. <laughs> so season one, she was in the episode "Made You Look." That was uh, episode three. It was like a big episode, and it was setting up. I mean, the third episode. It was setting up how important Cat was, yep. and then Cat's character develops throughout that season to be a cam girl. And yes. then as a cam girl, she gets this one silhouetted uh, uh, buyer. I don't know what you call them. It's I mean it's, other it's, guy on the cam, monger? right? The guy that buys her. <laughs> A monger, a cam monger. Anyways, like so, the cam monger is like like silhouetted, secret, like you know, he doesn't want it, yeah. her to know he is. He has the small voice synthesizer on. Yeah, and it's totally clearly set up for season two. Yes, right, like where she's like camming must go bad, right? Is it was a, it was at least a thread that they left so they could tie that thread up if they wanted to in season two. They or didn't tie that thread it. up at all. <laughs> Completely, yeah, they didn't tie it up at all it again. And then at that point, I'm watching the show because you've told me already she bit the hand that fed her. And I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen here? Let's watch and see what happens to the character of Cat. Cat really just becomes essentially Maddie's like shadow. She becomes uh, a background most of the time, character. She becomes a background character. She, she When she is involved in the group, she's usually telling Maddie, it's okay, let it go. Let's get out of here. It's yes. okay, Maddie, let it go. Let's get out of here. She's not really involved in the scenes. And then the scenes that are all about Cat. They're all about I'm too fat. And then and then it's a bunch of models saying, no, you're not. And then it's her going, yes, I am. Yeah, he that wrote scene her was lines. weird. That scene was he weird. wrote her lines where she had to cry about actually being fat. I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there was also 
atrio symmetry is there there's the like her only scenes are her breaking up with uh whatever her, her boyfriend's name is dude she is such a piece of shit too when she breaks up She's with him hor- they make you they make her the, the, the character you hate more than any other character they do they really uh, do you know in that the scene, scene where yeah and then there's also yeah, there's the game of thrones fantasy scene where like okay so you couldn't get jason momoa but you thought you could right because no, that would have been they funny also- if you actually had gotten jason momoa but then they, but then, but then her fantasy is getting raped by by Cal Drogo. <laughs> well, to be fair, that does. I mean, he does rape uh, Khaleesi or uh, Dan Aaron. Yeah, but your fantasy could be like one of the nicer nights when he didn't rape. No, no, you, she liked right? the rape one. <laughs> she wanted the rape one. So again, Sam Levinson wrote that one into the scene, right? Like, now yeah. granted, I bet there are a lot of women that actually oh. do fantasize about being raped by the Cal Drogo or Jason Momoa you or Aquaman. I've met I met a girl who was really into Ramsey Bolton. No way. I mean, if you think the girls who are into Nate Jacobs in season one are like on the edge, there's a whole there's a whole fucking Reddit thread slash real world girls who are like want to fuck Ramsey. What about boys don't want to fuck Nate Jacobs? The actual character, the actual murdery torture character. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not the actor. Girls send, you know, every serial killer gets, gets wedding proposals in jail. Because they're like, no. I can change them. No, they don't. Do they really? You don't know that? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> just seeing how Not that I'm judging go. women, you know. Allegedly. I, I uh, am. <laughs> um, but, okay, so we can kind of get back into uh, uh, Euphoria's, God. like, um, uh, kind of episodes and the kind of the style of the season. But maybe since we're talking about season one and cats changes from season one to season two, um, I'll just remind, I think I don't remember exactly what I gave it, but if I didn't give it this, I'll give it this now five out of five boys for season one. And I would give each of the specials five out of five boys each and season two. I'll, I believe I'll you give gave, my, actually, I believe you gave season one of euphoria lunch with the star after we uh, changed the rating system. Uh, <laughs> Was that be, the Ruby one or whatever? <laughs> the Ruby Emerald. I gave it Ruby Emerald Plus. You gave it Lunch with the Star. That was the... Uh, I want Lunch with the Star. And I wanted Nate. I think I wanted uh, Jacob. Specifically, yeah. I mean, all right. That, have you, that tracks. Real real fast before we get into the actual content of the show. Did you watch any of the, uh, you know... Special look at the at the end. Oh no! Yeah, you told me to because you uh, listen to his voice. I okay. Listen to I Nate didn't, Jacobs. Yeah, listen to. But Jacob I went and found his voice. voice. Yeah, okay. but I went and found his actual speaking voice, and uh, it's not as Australian as I thought it would be. It's almost Britishy. It's very bold. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some Australians that are able to do that, right? Where they don't go so thick with the Aussie accent, and it's just kind of like a catch-all UK accent. Yeah. And that's well, kind of what he has. When I say I want him as a Bond, I, it's because I want a dark Bond. I want a I want a Bond who is like who is a misogynist and is like a, a killer and is a, almost an anti-hero character. And he would be that perfect, the, the kind that they always tr- talked about doing. And like, but with Daniel Craig, they they scaled it back. And yeah, in in the end, he gets redeemed by dying. Uh, but spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For Skyfall. For Skyfall. <laughs> it's time. It's <laughs> not Skyfall. Yeah, with the Spectre, right? It's, no, it's not Spectre. Which one was no, it? It's No Time to Die. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good movie. It was good. So yeah, good. so memorable. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. only... I, I love that it's free on Amazon Prime, and I still haven't watched it, because I, like, I don't want to see that again. <laughs> it's free? That says a lot. Yeah. it's It, it means it's good. It, I mean, like, six months after it was in theaters, it was on Amazon Prime streaming. It was like, okay. Nah, <laughs> I, I'm good. 
You know what I like about Jacob Elordi as Bond, having you already told me this going into season two and kind of thinking about it more, watching yeah. him in season two? What I like about him is he's very imposing because he's tall as fuck. Yeah. But he isn't like this beast of a man. He's not a bulldog of a man like Daniel Craig was or Sean Connery was. And he's not a gentleman like Roger Moore or George Lazenby or Pierce Brosnan, right? And Timothy Dalton's his own beast, of, you know, his own species of, of Bond. He's I've like never a Timothy Dalton, it. but obviously a lot more handsome. Yeah, but he's also so lean. And what's kind of interesting is, so there's this perspective that Hollywood kind of uh, ignores because in the 80s, uh, the celebration of the male body and the male form was so um, celebrated amongst yeah, Vietnam yeah. films and post-Vietnam War films. Yes. And so we became this uh, focus on essentially like the Stallones and the Schwarzeneggers. All of uh, whom that, that, are six foot or under. Right. And so they have these like really you know, tank like bodies. And we really like that. I fucking love that. Like, I just yeah. want a ma man with a tank like body to just grab me and throw me against the wall. And when I see like the reality though, of like what a real special ops person looks like, yeah. um, like a real Marine or Navy seal, they're not these tanks really. Right. They're, they're, no, they're, they're, they're lean. They're like pretty lean people. And some so of them are kind of, some, some of them, I mean, the, the, the Chris Pat Pratt body in zero dark is actually pretty accurate where you still have a gut, but you have big, strong arms. you got some muscles or you or you're thin and lanky and weird looking well you don't right? want to be thin and lanky because then like if you get stuck in the middle of nowhere you have but no i know i know off. i know thin and lanky like special forces people oh, right really? and so i do yeah so uh and so it's interesting though in the in, in the film predators they actually went and got adrian brody and they they essentially cast against type they didn't want an arnold type they wanted a thin, lanky type guy that would actually match more of the special ops people, you know, what they look like. Yeah, they do also look like Chris Pratt. That's for sure true. Like uh, Andy Stumpf, right? They look like Andy Stumpf, but, um, or, or Jocko, but, um, they also have these other looks too. They, but they all don't look like Arnold and, and Stallone. That's that doesn't tend to be the the look. And so we really have Arnold and Stallone type body. I mean, the, the only tank we have left, we've consolidated them all into the rock. The rock's mm -hmm. the only tank we have anymore. Yeah, true. I mean, we and we and I guess Vin Diesel, but he's and Batista. Doughy. He's kind of Batista. Batista's a little doughy though. He's not like all muscle. He's got like stomach. He's real, but he looks he's real. real strong. Yeah, he's like he's real strong. Because like the strongest guy in the world, again, HBO is the Game of Thrones, uh, the third mountain, the one who gets uh, yes. introduced when he fights the Viper. He's a, yep. he's actually a strong man who's the strongest man in the world, and he's open. Yeah, Connor McGregor like trained with him and shit. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So he he's uh. Like that's what actual strength looks like. You have f fat on you, and and uh, I don't know how this. How, how do we get back oh, so to Jacob Elordi? So Jacob Elordi, he's not like this big tanky Arnold Schwarzenegger type, right? So it would be awesome for Bond if they essentially went against bulldog type or didn't go with a big strong guy or anything like that, right? They yeah. don't normally go with big strong guys, but like to go with someone that would be like imposing, like Jacob Elordi would be, but not necessarily like you know this. Daniel Craig or Sean Connery style, Roger Moore yeah. style, right? Like having something like different and younger, like a real well, young especially person. Especially the way it'd be he fun. Pairs, it'd be cool. Especially the way he pairs with yeah with women. They always have him like hunched over. Uh, yeah. Almost every shot, he's always like hunched down. And Dude, women a lot of love that's just that to, to keep him in one shot. But it also the result is he's like hovering over everyone. Yes. Like there's, I mean, we'll we'll talk about the fact that. McKay was set up as a major character in season one, and he he uh, has one appearance in season two. Uh, but uh, Cassie's uh, football black, <laughs> Algie Smith, right? Algie Smith, Algie yeah. Smith. 
uh, algae, he's like, algae? in that know. first episode when he, he was alone with Cassie, algae Smith or McKay and uh, Nate's like, you know, like, what'd you do? Did you fuck her? Did you fuck her? And he's, yeah, like, he's leaning all in over, her. He's leaning in him. over him. Yeah. It's like, it's that's odd. like scary. <laughs> like it's yeah, actually, it, McKay even gets intense about it. He goes, dude, stop. Like this, yeah. like Jacob did a great job selling that creepy Nate, like wanting to know, like, like it was his way of being Nate and being like, she's off limits now. She's I mean, my, she's it, my side. It, it was, it was almost like, and, and yeah, like the fact that I, I don't know what happened. Maybe Algie Smith had another, gig or something that he booked because I don't know he thought euphoria wouldn't come back but he just got completely axed out of the show he um, did well he was also kind of he was he is a main character season one for sure like he gets yeah. a whole episode he gets a but, backstory um, he gets a whole backstory but the thing with him is even by the end of season one he was kind of written out of the show yeah he's sort of because he point. was in, he's in college right so the whole thing is that like when he comes back he's like super senior when he comes back to the like, parties and I think that I think that just probably was why they he was only in the one real party scene we saw. The yeah. only other I don't recall any other big parties, I guess, no. in season two, other than that first one. By the way, that um season one was uh, uh Sam Levinson directed a lot of them, the creator, the the writer, but he didn't direct all the episodes. Uh season yeah. one. Yeah, season two, every single episode, if yeah. I recall. Is that right? I think let me double check. But it yeah, I think correct. that's right. Yeah, every, every single episode, episode. Not, not just not just uh Directed, wrote and directed every episode. He did not use a writer. Fantastic. For this. He, he, he just kept writing during COVID and rewrote his entire. So there's a version of season two that uh, just was thrown out when COVID happened and he rewrote it. Cassie and Nate never got together in that version. Uh, I'm guessing this is me guessing, but I'm guessing Kat's probably we, we actually followed her story. And yeah, Cam, whatever happened to Rue was a lot darker, apparently. And I can, yeah, because I can guess it? where, yeah, I can guess where the darkness probably went because they set up something that does not pay off in the next several episodes. So wait, uh, the way season one ends with Rue, you almost assume she just OD'd again. Yeah. And then that's not picked up in the specials. And that moment isn't picked up at all in season two. And it, what it equates she is using to, again in the specials. Right. And that's it equates to that. It's not an OD. It's a relapse. Yes. But the way it's filmed, if, and she like falls back and falls out of frame, like, like in a kind of like a, if I recall, like a somewhat of a, a crucifixion pose. Yes. It's, it's very much like, She's dying. <laughs> and, well, and, it's, and, it's, I think that's one of those things where like Sam didn't probably know that there was going to be a season two when they were filming that. So you kind of do it as like, well, if this is the end of the show, then yeah, she died. But yes. if it's, there's a season two, obviously the main character didn't die. This is why I only wanted season one. And I'm on the record on this podcast saying this a bunch, but I'm only, I only wanted season one because I don't want that answer. Now I have the answer and it was just relapse was the answer. But, I wanted um, an answer to what happened with uh, Fez's story because, and all right, this real, again, real fast. I, what, from season one? From season one. Season one's Fez story ends on a cliffhanger with uh, Mouse in his apartment. You yes. Know, realizing he just stole from his supplier. That gets swept under the rug pretty quickly for other issues. Ashtray kills two. him. <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking quickly. Uh, but uh, in season one, when we did our, our spoiler cast, I talked about how I really liked Fez's storyline the most because every time we cut to Fez's storyline, I was like, okay, I know this show. As 
as we stated, I did not understand Breaking season Bad. one. It was very confused. But I've seen Breaking Bad. I've seen yep. I've seen several di- movies written or directed by David Ayer. So I mm-hmm. understood what was going on in those scenes with a scary Mexican drug dealer with face tattoos. <laughs> Training <laughs> day, harsh times. Har- harsh times. End of watch. Even even Bright <laughs> has them. Bright, yes, Bright, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so with the orcs. I was like, I knew what was going on in his scenes. So even though his scenes were supposed to be like stressful and tense, especially mm-hmm. especially these all the scenes with Mouse, I was just like, ah, back to a world I understand. <laughs> no trannies that I'm attract. No boys who were born or girls who were born boys who I'm kind of like, like so hot third hottest girl in the show <laughs> so fucking dude jules is so fucking hot and so is hunter but um but wait wait let's go i want to go back to sam levinson for a moment so well season two now i understand the show and understand that it's 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 it it allowed the scenes with fez the drug dealer fez scenes to be stressful and yes. scary again they were no longer a relief so it, it really i mean but not like, only not only because no, Lexi, no, their scene, there's oh, well, the most stressful scene in the show was with Rue, I thought, but the naked the scene, what <clears throat> the naked scene, the get no, the, the entire the fifth, the, the the entire fifth episode were oh, yeah, the episode she won the uh, Emmy for, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, right and that, so, it's, that, all, it's almost all her that episode. Nate doesn't even dude, appear in that episode. The song for that episode, if I recall, it was it's for that episode, it's called um, Yeah, I fucking did it. And it is great. It is. It is by Labyrinth, and uh, and Labyrinth. Okay, I know he was nominated for an Emmy. I think he was right, but he does not even deserve not to win. Like this dude should win all the Emmys anytime Euphoria is up. He should win Grammys for his he's, fucking soundtrack. I mean, I'll kind of say it. He's being wasted on Euphoria. He should be doing. He's incredible. Movies. He's incredible. He will. He will. I think we talked about that too last time. Yeah, dude, he will. When he goes, when he graduates from Euphoria, no fucking question he's going to yeah. be doing movies. When Chris Nolan didn't have Hans Zimmer and he went to that other guy, uh, yeah. the Black Panther guy. For, Not uh, Junkie XL, Ludwig. Yeah, yeah exactly. For, the, for, the, for his um, re- reverse stuff movie, which I don't remember the name of now. Uh, Inception. No, tent. no, <laughs> tenet, That's it. Uh, I always want to say tent because <laughs> that's a word. Uh, but tent. yeah, it's like he, like Labyrinth would have knocked a reverse and forwards music out of the park. He seems like he yeah. has like no problem creating like some of the most memorable and intense score. Uh, Dude, and on fantastic. top of that, like yeah, moving in and out of songs that are either his songs or other people's songs or songs from the seventies, eclectic songs. It's like this. You, you never really know where this, the the music increases the tension because this is a tense season in general. Yes. I thought this was, yeah. It's little. It, it, I, in some ways, it's more lighthearted than season one, but in yeah, it, it's Lexi. darker. It's dark stuff is 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 way darker. So okay, so Sam Levinson, right? Obviously, he gets upset with with uh, the actress uh, Barbie Ferreira, whatever her name was, and he's all like, "Uh, yeah." So you know what? I'm gonna waste all your episodes that I was gonna spend time on. I'm yeah. gonna give them to um my bus my best buddy Judd Apatow's daughter, and I'm gonna let Lexi just shine. Yeah, because Lexi I, was I, a background I, character in season one, and now she's a main character. She's nothing in season one. Yeah, it's almost as if because you're an Apatow, I'm giving you nothing because I don't I was, want everyone I, else to I feel that. I assume that so, at some point, uh, Judd, Judd Apatow called Sam or maybe Barry, and he's like, "Son, <laughs> you know," he's like, "Why, why?" Judd Apatow's like, "Why is my daughter not the main character of the show?" And it's why is she know, not I, Cat? I, 
<laughs> I know he doesn't sound like that. Um, <laughs> he's American, but it's like, yeah, it's like, and, and Sam's probably like, well, I can't show her doing drugs because she's your daughter and I can't show her naked because she's your daughter. So I didn't know what to right. do with her. And, uh, you know, Judd Apatow's like, have her put on a play. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> do, do it. Have her make what her dad makes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what her, her whole storyline became in the end. And she got two episodes to focus on it. Yeah. But it was the play the is play like two and a half episodes, basically. Or yeah, one and a half episodes, set up, I mean, one and a half. Uh, uh, yeah, or just two episodes. But yeah, and Fezco is a big part of it. And, that, and the way even the episode ends in between, like, the penultimate episode and the season finale, even the way it ends, you're like, what the fuck happened to Fezco? Like, how does he, why is that the play? It's so good. Um, I guess. Wait, what? Um, did you not watch the last episode? It, it answers that. I did. That. No, no, no. But the penultimate, I'm saying the way it ends. And you're like, where's Fezco? Like, what the hell's going on? Like, that's okay, just a yeah, great. I, it was a nice. It's been two weeks. It's a nice I, cliffhanger. I, 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 yeah, I don't they even ended it with to be continued. They even ended yes, episode yeah. seven with to be continued. I thought, right? Yeah, which is weird to see in a yeah. They never did anything like narrative that. show what where he's like every episode's to be continued. We don't do those anymore. That's not a thing. Um, the uh, Wikipedia actually goes and tries to connect. Um, last, like last season, every single character was very specifically an episode like episode one rue episode yes. two nate episode three cat episode four jules episode five maddie episode six chris <clears throat> mckay uh episode seven's cassie and then eight was rue again kind of like it was also everybody kind of wrapped up but on wikipedia they try to uh uh try to find the the featured characters right mm -hmm. the main the the, the storyline yeah i see it and they, they're actually like episode one fezco episode two nate jacobs uh Episode three, Cal Jacobs. What? Not really. No, no, episode four is more Cal Jacobs. And then episode four, they just have nothing. Episode five, Rue yeah. Bennett. And then episode six, nothing. Yeah, they didn't and then realize that seven didn't apply anymore. Or maybe the lines are meaning like Cal twice and then uh, Rue twice and then Lexi twice. I don't but think so. It wasn't really how the season worked out. The season really finally, uh, Sam Levinson, um, he finally was like, you know, I'm just going to just wrap this all up. I'm not going to be creative and artsy and try to make each episode its own thing. I'm going to just kind of everyone gets woven together into the tapestry and we're going to make a quilt, you know, yeah, Euphoria I, season two. It, and I think that works better. It was almost better. a reboot uh, in a lot of ways. It was. Responding it to, was. To, to fan outcry. And yeah, when season, when episode two started, just like straight off from where the last episode ended with Nate, like in a coma, uh, mm -hmm. I was like, wait, what's happening? We're, Where's the backstory? And then the next episode, it gives us the backstory to Cal, right? That's three. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, okay, uh, yeah. backstories are back. And then there's no backstory in the next one. And I'm like, what's happening? I'm confused. Wait, I thought four had backstory. Because I thought that's when you get Cal as backstory in four. Okay, then three has no backstory. I think three has no backstory, yeah. And so, yeah, because it's yeah, because uh, I think four starts with the cold open, right? And you find out, like, his lover and all that stuff. Yeah. But you never find out what happened to his lover, right? Like they just, you know, he's separated because he was his his girlfriend was going to give birth, but yeah. you don't know well, what happened. And this is this is another Ballard was right uh, in reference to our season one uh, spoiler cast because I now I, I I think in the actual videotapes you only see cross dressers or or femme boys and or trans women, but it does make it clear Cal does like women. He's not just gay. He's 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 bisexual, and I thought he was just gay. But you said just you said he likes women too. And you were oh caught. yeah, devil knows his own baby. Yeah. Um, so are you, I, yeah, are I, you I, you're bisexual? <laughs> who uh, cheats on his family? 
I'm everything. I'm every. I'm trans whenever I need to be. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just it's not enough to be gay anymore. You got to you got you got to have something extra going on, right? I think that's what Tim well, uh, Tim Dillon says. It is ambiguous as to how dark Cal is. It's it's still because on on the Reddit threads, it's still debated as to whether or not this season confirmed that he raped or molested Nate. Uh, and, and that's what Nate is remembering. Oh, that dream, that dream. Because remember, oh my God, Nate clearly is, that is planning what that's supposed on. To mean? He, well, Nate. So, so in the previous ep, or before that dream sequence, he ha, he gives uh uh Hunter Hunter Schaefer, what, what Hunter Shafe Rue Jules. No Jules. God damn it! These characters' names they're all so from hot. the nineteen twenties. He gives Jules the disc. And he's like, yeah. this is the only copy that I know of. He's not, he's like over it, but he, we, and then the, the finale, you find out he actually had a USB copy of it and something changed his mind about letting his father go basically. And it, yeah, it's the conversation he has with him where, where he's like, you know, I'm happier now. And, and Nate's like, you don't get to be happy after what you I did to us. I think that's it. But, can but I, can, he says that what you did to us, but that's after he has that dream. A lot of people on Reddit interpret that like he is remembering. He is confirming he has this dream in which his dad is fucking him for a reason. And that's why he turns him into the police. So I did not get that at all. Yeah, but because but if that's not the case, then Cal's a lot more sympathetic, but he's still bad. Yes. He's, they, they firmly make it clear that he's an asshole who doesn't care that he did have, you know, two kids with. A wife and is just he wishes he had another life and fucked them up emotionally he never wanted that he never wanted the life he had yeah right he always wanted a different life that was stolen from him by his first son i forget his first son's name max i can't remember what his fucking first son's name nate's brother know. well we have um make your point because i have something to say about max in general is max his name <clears throat> well, let's find out i feel like it is but anyway so <clears throat> nate i took that scene as Nate had spent his childhood, his teenage years, up until him and now becoming a man, essentially, um, reviewing his dad's sex tapes. And I assumed what was going on in that moment was Nate had was was watching his dad's sex tapes like a form of porn. And and he wasn't probably pleasuring himself to it but he was just watching it. Yeah. And I think in that moment, I think what he was having with that dream was this idea that like he was finally putting himself in the fantasy of watching his dad fuck somebody else. And therefore I think that's kind of what he was doing. Yeah. Um, he was kind of um, finally putting himself in the fantasy fully. And I think that freaked him out. And I think yeah, also that, what that freaks him out. I, I think is that like, is correct. I think that is the, the correct interpretation. And I think a lot of people like want Darth to really hate, thing. hate Cal. They want to make him darker than he is. Yeah, he shouldn't be. No, he's not. I don't think he's that dark of a character. I think unless he killed his gay boyfriend. But um, I think with Nate in that moment, well, he, he was worried about two things. I think it's a very Darth Vader moment, right? Darth Vader in the cave moment where it was like, is he seeing himself in his dad? Like, yes. is he going okay. to do the yeah. same thing his dad's going to do? Is he going to go fuck men because he's too bored with pussy? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, is that what his dad's going to do? Or is that what Nate's going to do with what like, his dad did? And I think that was a lot of what Nate was going through in that moment was a lot of different things of years of trauma from watching 
porn way too young also mixed with the porn well, is just dad I mean, yeah, fucking people. Specific. Yeah, because we all saw porn that young, but but it wasn't Valsarg or dad fucking. Trans yeah, wasn't daddy <laughs> fucking like every you know stunting like my daddy boys or whatever? No, like, it, was that was P- it was Peter North. <laughs> who, who, like, yeah, I didn't even. You don't, have to show, you don't even have to show Peter North's face. You can just show his cock, and I'm like, yeah, that's clearly not anyone I know. <laughs> that's that's that person's unique. I think it was Evan Stone for me. Evan Stone didn't start till like late nineties. I, I started watch watching porn in the like late nineties, like 1983. See, I didn't watch porn until <laughs> like '99. <laughs> All right. Did you complete your oh, point? I did. But here's here, here one, one last thing to put a little button on my point. Yeah. You said when we spoke last about this that and I asked, is it is, is it, like how did it rank on season one? Is it better or worse than? Yeah. And you said the highs are higher, but yeah. the lows are lower. Yes. And I cannot disagree more. Okay. This whole fucking show was the highest high. It when I said I didn't want a season no. two because I only wanted a season one. The hi- there I, are lows. I was wrong. I was wrong. Were you enthralled during Elliot's three and a half minute song? <laughs> I was enthralled during everything. I love Elliot. I know why Jules or yeah, Hunter gonna- Schaefer <laughs> loves Elliot. Like bangs Elliot. We're gonna. We're gonna. Elliot. We're gonna- We'll get into Elliot, but because we're on before we move on, because we're talking about the the, the cow backstory, and we also I want to lay down. I want to lay down in a bed with Elliot and Jules and yeah, Rue, and know, just like know. make out all four of us, just making out, not we're knowing all what's happening. <laughs> Be careful, mm-hmm. you know, in real life, they're all in their twenties, and Day is like twenty eight, I think. Uh, yeah, what's going on there? She's so, so old. If it feels she feels she felt older this she season, is definitely but, she's definitely not a high school student that, that they're, but they're it's also the there. drugs right the drugs do age you and so i mean it helps to her character's point yeah but oh Zendaya my god we never said drugs dude we never said greetings we i wrote greetings, a cool boy nation and welcome to a, a spoiler <laughs> cast for you. all right <clears throat> back to what i was talking about this is this is this is wait a, what, what's your what does it say you know what they always say fold oh. your shit you want to say I'm that Nate felk all yeah. right, fold. there you go. You did it for me. Thank, great. <laughs> Good job. And I'm Nate you. Ballard. Uh. Do you want to read the rest? <laughs> no. So cool. And Cool Boy Nation, if you want to reach out and touch Cool Boy, email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Uh, in the blah, Euphoria, <laughs> season two. This episode right will, yeah. This episode will be fucking anyone who's not a C-blob and discussing the Euphoria season two. So there's no room for cisgender privileges in here. Right. So let's get right into Euphoria and all the Euphoric spoilers that it's given us. I don't remember all my points, so I, I, the ones I do remember I need to make before I forget them again. Please uh, do. We talked about uh, Nate's older brother. Nate's older brother is named Aaron Jacobs. He is played Aaron. by Zach Steiner in both seasons. And, okay, it is set, he's said... He's a bitch. He is, he, is, he is a total bitch. All right, he's a college student. It's said, that's, that's said in the first season. That's all we know for his age, all right? But he is, he is an older brother who's a college student. Let's assume he's 22 at the oldest um nate is 17 correct because yeah it's it's a plot point in season one that he's he's still a minor and that's why he could beat up that other guy um who's not a minor and it won't be as big of crime uh the white lotus kid he's also yeah the light but the white lotus kid who gets tricked into gay sex um not me uh, (laughs) what (laughs) not me (laughs) not me (laughs) what do you mean uh so so and we know go willingly. Is, the current year is 2018 in the world of Euphoria. 
because Rue is also 17. She's also a junior in the same year as Nate. And she was born the day after September 11th. Mm-hmm. So it takes place around, tw- we're still in 2018. 2018. Late. It was 2019 yeah. when it aired, early 2019. So having to take place in 2019. Season two picks up immediately, though, after season one. Okay, so that would mean, assuming that Nate, who is 17, is also born around the same time, late or early 2001. His brother is in college, thus at max age is 22, five years younger. That would mean the older brother was born in 1996, around that around that age, making yeah. his conception somewhere in 95, 96. Now, why the fuck does Cal's backstory flash back to the 80s if that's the kid he's getting pre- she's getting pregnant with? All of their oh, music is God. from the 80s. Every, yeah. it's, she drives me crazy. Ooh, ooh. It's yeah. like all 80s hits. And, all, and he's like remembering Sinead O'Connor's 1989 debut album, which has uh, Let's Have a Drink Before the War on it. Great there, song. Now, there is a plot threat. There is a, a, a one mention of a younger brother that the uh, mom makes when they're getting drunk together. And there's, I, I can pull up a, who is Nate's younger brother? And and maybe what? it's Ashtray, actually. Uh, <gasps> all these all these theories on that. But as far as I can tell, oh. everything about Aaron, the older brother, he is. it, it is said uh, when uh, Cal comes in is like pissing on the floor that that's the that's the the son that he got pregnant with. I mean, maybe if he's he's 23 and is like a super senior in college, but he does. He clearly is. Co- he's he said he's in college and he looks like he's playing like 23, about five years older than Nate. So why the fuck? Again, like, why does all this nostalgia for the 80s? I think the answer is because that scene just seemed like it looked in the 80s, 80s. with Jeeps yeah. and, and the gays and stuff. Because, I mean, th- there's time dilation happening overtly because, like, the entire play cuts back, in, in the, especially in the second uh, or the last episode. Lexus Great play word. Cut. What? Great what? word. What? Time dilation. I loved it. Time dilation, yeah, because all the stuff with um, the play is happening while it's also cutting back and forth with Fez, but all the before Fez the play. stuff happened before the play, yeah. Yeah, Because he, he was right on the way to go there, and it's cutting mm-hmm. to him not there, and the play's already started. And he wasn't going to show up late to the play. He was yeah, going to be early to the up, fucking yeah, play. He, he, yeah, so it's, and also it's nighttime outside when you see it during the play, and it's daytime outside whenever it cuts to him. So that's, mm-hmm. that's basically... Uh, What's the other Christopher Nolan movie? War, the War One. The War One. The Time Interstellar. War, no, Interstellar. the one. That, the one that takes place during World War Two. Oh, and, oh, Tent. No, not Tent. Stop fucking oh. with me. Just tell me. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Sorry, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah, yes. I don't remember the name of the. Oh, a city that's famous because the British retreated from it once. I've never been there. I've never been yeah, there. I've never been there. I'm never gonna go. I'm not going. Yeah. To a beach that's cold. <laughs> Fuck that. I think a. I think a cool boy actually did go there. Uh, he went to Omaha. I don't know if he went to. Uh, oh yeah, Dunkirk. maybe not Dunkirk, but he went. I mean, he went northern France. Yeah, That's he pretty took cool. A shit, yeah, he took a shit there. I would love not to on go the beach, but it, presumably in a toilet that was there for tur- tourists. But you know, I hope <laughs> we never established that. It was a security toilet. Um. So yeah, what you're saying is is that essentially 
the time dilation is an example of how the 80s wasn't necessarily the 80s. It was actually just maybe the 90s and people were just enjoying yeah, the, 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 the pop culture. You like Third Eye Blind, but I mean, it just felt more, the 80s just felt more appropriate. So they just said, fuck it. I mean, the opening of this, this season confused me because the finale for season one takes place at the winter formal, which presumably would right. take place close to Christmas, Christmas break. So two weeks yeah. around Christmas. And then the specials take place Christmas Eve, both rules and Jew. No, 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 Ju- no, no. Jules uh, and Rue. Jew. Jews. <laughs> rules no, and Rue. Rue is Christmas, but Jules is New Year's. Okay. Well, New Year's is also, New Year's Eve is the first I episode think. of the season. I think they both take place on Christmas Day because New Year's Eve is this, 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 uh. Oh, it, maybe it, you're right. Yeah. yeah so right. it's like, it, it's weird because. The Fez stuff start, starts off the season. And then I think what happened is at Raptor, Ashtray killed Mouse with a hammer. Um, That's such a great two sentence weeks, you said. Two weeks. Ashtray killed Mouse with a hammer. And, and, and the <laughs> night that we're seeing is now is now New Year's Eve. And I thought initially it was like they were just like combining timelines. Like time was folding like, a, like in a wormhole or something. But uh, I think it just happened. It just was two weeks later that um, the the woman drug dealer, Lori, started asking where the fuck is Mouse, and that's why he had to go over there, and and, and Rue was just hanging out. And, of course, that's when we first meet uh, Faye, who, as we established in the episode Dor- Dorn, <laughs> is played by... Porn star. Chloe, porn star Chloe Cherry. I had no uh, idea who, who that really is. really has the, uh, the real fat lips, uh, the college show me your lips. pussy. Did you show me your pussy last week? I you can't know, remember if you if you showed me. I mean, I, I certainly can Google this for you, but uh, you have yeah, to accept it. my screen share email. Accept it. I'm accepting. I'll oh, accept whatever is. you give me. Shove it in. Yeah, I got it. I'm seeing. Okay. So she was a cool yeah. new character. Fair. I kind of didn't really care to be honest. Um, yeah. about the luring shots on her ass. All right, Google's fucking terrible because it doesn't do full screen in the in the show euphoria season two like there's a lot of shots of her ass and i get like they're trying to show off that Holy she's like, supposed to be slutty yeah but i didn't really there's it was too okay. gratuitous at times yeah here's what she looks like naked yeah but that's before the lips that's before the lips let's see uh that's after lips let's see if i just google if i just add it's a hard one to see type uh, lips it's just gonna be all pussy lips <laughs> it's not even a prop pussy lips, there you so, go yeah. Oh yeah, see, yeah, she, she is really hardcore porn though. So why did they get her in the show? I didn't understand. I don't know why they needed a porn star for that role to be on. Well, I, I told the story last last time. She she was in um, uh, she was in she did a porn with some black girl where she was the where the oh the, it was the Euphoria girl. yeah the Euphoria uh, porn parody. Let me see if I can find right. it right now. Chloe Cherry Euphoria Euphoric Salary. Yeah, porn. Oh, they called it. They called their porn parody probably Euphoric. Is that what it was? And she was the Cassie character. Is that what it was? Yeah, here it is right here. It's on Pornhub. At least some of it is. Pretty sample. And that's supposed to be Rue. Yeah, that's 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 Jules and Rue. <laughs> it's supposed to be Jules and Rue. Oh my God, who's that black chick? She's so fucking. So hot. you can see she has the lips now. And yeah, uh, but wait, who's the other girl? The other girl's way hotter than Chloe Cherry. Uh, it is Jenna J Fox. Oh yeah, Jen J. Fox. Yeah, she's so fucking hot. I know. Yeah, that, well, first wow, of all, oh, yeah. all you have to do, porn people, is turn off the lights, 
buy yourself two of these little guys. They 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 run about sixty bucks. All right. Little fucking aperture lights. You're talking tushy raw or blacked raw right now. I know. It, it, uh, how do I uh, change it? Blacked raw, dude. I gotta tell you, blacked raw is like one of the best. You can, porno have, you channels. can have it. You can have it be any color you need it to be. You know, and you, and all of a sudden you're in euphoria because that's all you got to do for euphoria is you got to have all one jealous. red light here and you got to have or one blue light here for violet and one purple light over here. Just Google bisexual lighting. It's the entire show. And Dude, the porn parody is just flat fucking Star Trek lighting. Like it looks, it looks like it, this might as well be Friends. This isn't Euphoria. And by they the way, they're just color correction they're on four this. minutes in. They are just kissing. And she doesn't I feel even. Like Euphoria is more intense than this. I, I, but yeah, I mean, there's several times where it's like, okay, Zendaya is clearly touching Hunter Schaefer's penis. Oh yeah, there was yeah for sure that was definitely happening. Um. Oh my god! So talking about porn, essentially, like uh, you were talking about how like uh, Cassie just gets like banged and like all over town in Euphoria, and I was like, "Oh, you watch Voyeurs? That's the that's the show to see." Soon you swing, you get fucked. Voyeurs is if you want one like one good scene. That's like I don't just know what like Voyeurs a, is. I didn't say that. It no, I said that. Oh, uh, Voyeurs is just one good scene. It's like one good scene, and that's like really all all the yeah, movie is. No, Euphoria. It, I'm sure it beats whatever you were talking. Dude, about. Dude, it was insane. I was blown away. It, I mean, it wasn't necessarily super graphic, but it was just you never like, see her pussy. Crazy. But you see her ass and tits. Yeah, you don't see her pussy in the Voyeurs either, but you do. You do see her see like Cherry cowgirl in the show. Yeah, when she strips naked, she just full on. Oh yes, right, right, right. Dude, okay, so let's go let's go to that for a moment. Cause I feel like we should leave the Jules conversations all to the end. This is gonna um, be a four hour episode. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I mean I do have a really early morning tomorrow, but whatever. Um so do another um, we'll do it till eleven thirty and you said maybe make a part two. Maybe. You said human the show's only our show's euphoria only from now on. You said there's human trafficking and, and, and Euphoria season two, and then you went, oops, spoiler alert. And I said, hey, I haven't seen season two yet. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, sorry. And then oh, Emma said something. I, my apology was like more legitimate than sorry. <laughs> sorry. From uh, from Seinfeld when he steps on Elaine's foot. Sorry. Um, and then and my wife, same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I love that. That's how I say sorry around the house as a joke because because uh, we Seinfeld, we love it. And so I'll just be like, if I do something like bump you or whatever, or do whatever it is, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> but anyways, so I'm I, my, even my wife kind of said something about human trafficking. And after you did it, and I was like, what? And then so I watched the show and I'm like, who? I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm watching the show. I'm like, mm, we're going to get some human trafficking. Nothing scarier for Halloween than human <laughs> trafficking. And then yeah. there's no human trafficking in the fucking show. What are you talking about? Human trafficking? Did I miss it. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, she doesn't get she escapes before she gets successfully trafficked. No, so are... the lady was like, at one point she goes like, if you fuck with me and don't give me my money back, yeah. I'll traffic your ass, essentially is what she says. So my idea was, are they just referencing, are you and my wife just referencing the idea that season three is going to be more about No, I'm talking trafficked? about season five when she, she she's basically a, at the start of being a human trafficked victim. But she season escapes five. Through... No, no, episode five. Episode oh, episode five. five. Yeah, not season. You think five. that's what they were doing with her when they kept her in the house okay, that night? This is this is this is covertly. Perhaps it wasn't entirely an accidentsy fucksy wuxy 
oopsie whoopsie that I have insinuated more than once that human trafficking happens in season two of Euphoria. The reason for this is because a lot of people have watched season or episode five and did not understand what was going on in that fucking season. All right, the so entire there's a locked door in the, in the apartment, right? And that's like the yes, only thing you that- turn up the, Nope, that's not the only thing. There are several oh. things that, that oh. actually, uh, th- that are going on in that scene. A lot. Um, and now I can't probably remember all of them, but I can still remember enough. Find the Reddit thread. Find your Reddit thread if you need to. Well, so- I mean, there were there were people who did reviews, including AV Club, where like and Lori's really nice to her when she, when she finally shows up and gives her her fix. And it's like people are like all the comments are like um, she was she was about to like start turning her out the next day. Some people actually thought maybe she are she had been there for like a week in a heroin morphine fueled days and did not know how many times she's been fucked. It is left ambiguous how long she was actually there. Was it just one night or was it several nights? Um, it is. You're right. I didn't think about that. But no. So, all right. Right off the bat. Uh, episode thing, five. We're talking about episode five, <clears throat> right? Episode five. Episode five is the, the tense chase where Rue gets found out about her drugs. She owes Lori money. Lori insinuated that if you don't uh, pay me back for these drugs, I'm going to sell you to some really fucked up people. Right. So, uh, yeah. She, she clearly says that for sure. Yes. Rue shows up at her door with stolen jewelry and like a few grand. She stole from a house trying to um, pay off uh, the debt. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and she actually has to sneak in. Like that's paralleling the first time she goes where the, the gate gets opened. Uh, so right off the bat, uh, Lori says, Ruthie Bennett. I'm so happy to see you. She never knew her last last name. Uh, she never says her last name. So she had found that out about her. Uh, oh, post, post giving her the drugs. She just gave Whoa. her tried to give her $50,000 worth of drugs drugs. Now, Right before Rue goes to Lori with her little scheme where she's lying about how she's going to like sell them to, to, to girls and they'll sell them. She 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 is assuming she's going to overdose. She doesn't care what happens. She's just trying to get drugs. She goes to Fez first and Fez goes, hell no. You know, like, yeah, like says, no, this obviously you were someone I do not give drugs to. No sane drug dealer would be doing that. So why is his boss, this top person says, here's $50,000 and, and, and worth of drugs. And then Rue's like, that's too much. How about 10 or, or whatever? She, she, she scales it down. She was giving it to her. That, that's something actual human traffickers do. They'll, they'll, they'll really, give you, yeah, they'll give you, they'll give their, their targeted girls, uh, like a, a debt that they know they can never repay. It's, it's loan sharking, but with a much darker thing to it. Uh, number, uh, so she there's a plan. She, there's an involved, yeah. there, there's a very involved plan of like fucking you over by giving you too much. Next detail that you see when, when Rue's in that scene, uh, she has a lot of birds. Bird, the, <gasps> the, the birds get their own close-up, don't they? Birds in cages. Human traffickers, apparently, this is like all from the Reddit thread, explaining Dude, I know places it. near my house have a lot of birds. Are you kidding me? Don't do this to me right now. Seriously, a lot of well, bird no. people. I, there's a lot of bird. Dude, there's a lot of bird person next to my son's school. Well, because birds sound the closest to what humans sound like, especially children. So they keep, so, so they'll, they'll, they'll keep them there as like plausible deniability. Of the Holy mass, shit. Uh, you know, creepy Are you screams kidding? Now, Oh <clears throat> my God, this is fucking amazing. When Rue shows up, she's asking, she's like, tr- she's, God, Clearly, I love human trafficking. She's, she's, she's so she's. I mean, dr- when it's in a narrative, so going through withdrawal <laughs> that Lori obviously sees. Like Lori even says, like you don't look like someone who's really gonna be able to pay me back anytime. Wait, soon. Lori's the human trafficker main L- chick, right? 
Yeah, yes, the 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 one the drug dealer. The main drug dealer. And yeah. by the way, she's fantastic. I never. Well, been if you angry, if you rewatch that rewatch that episode after what I tell you, and and because there's so much Please. more. Yeah, well, um, the line is she 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 goes on this monologue where she talks about how she was an addict. She used to be a high school athlete, and then she became yeah. an addict. And how um, when she started going through withdrawal, she would she was in a state where she would do anything to get out of it because she she was in hell. It's like that's what you're going through right now. You're in hell, aren't you? um and, and and bruise you know clearly like going through so withdrawal she she kind of phases out and looks down that hallway and we pan down that hallway Lori's story is about how they've done she says they've done tests on people who are, are a, a, a addicts and how they're even though it's you're in a negative state like when you're you know on going through withdrawal as long as you're on drugs the highs aren't ever as good as they could be but the lows aren't as bad so bad things don't seem as bad and then when she says you don't have enough money she specifically says this is when it the right when the pan is get going to the locked door that's at the end of this hallway she says that's the great thing about being a woman even if you don't have any money you yes. still have something people want and if you turn up the volume you hear scratching and bed springs behind the locked door no now it continues she also you, wait 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 you turn the volume up and you heard that or you mm -hmm. just read that no i've I, I i have tested it and turned it all the way up and you absolutely can hear it do you and, have uh, hbo now uh on I your I'd have, to, I'd, have to, I'd have to get my apple login on on the windows side no but uh you, i'm gonna just, put it on right here i'm gonna fine, put it on fine, right here it. i got it right here do, do it um so so it, her whole, whole thing is she lies to rue and says Oh, if you'd come like a week ago, I have all these drugs that could have made you uh, not be in pain. But all I've got right now is morphine. And Rue's like, I can take morphine. And she goes, yeah, but it's only the intravenous kind of morphine shooting up. And you don't fix, right? And then when when she puts her in the bath, uh, Rue says, I'll take anything. I'll take anything. And she goes and unzips a suitcase. Lori does. And shows yeah. that she has all these drugs. She has all kinds. She has pills. She has everything but she specifically pulls out the needle because that's way more addictive. She's getting her hooked on drugs, which is what human traffickers do to sex trafficked oh girls, according to these God. Reddit threads. So I, I, I mean, I, I kind of threw the, 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 maybe there's human traffic. I mean, there's definitely human trafficking happening. It's, it's not a coincidence when you rewatch re it, knowing all this. The next thing, when she's shooting her up in the bathtub, she she fucks it up. It says hold. She she intentionally pokes her twice to the left and right of the vein. It goes Rue, hold still. And Rue's like, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying. She's making. So this is another thing. Apparently, human traffickers do is when they're 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 giving fixes, they'll make sure to create track marks so that anyone who so if this girl this girl now goes to you know the police or the doctors like. I don't want to be keep doing drugs, but I, I they, they keep giving it to me. They'll see track marks and go like, okay, this girl's a, this this person's an addict. They're doing it to themselves. Don't disregard her story. Don't file a police report. Um, so it, it's creating like a long term thing. She says once she's shooting her up, actually, you know, Rue, when I first saw you, I thought to myself, this girl's gonna be in my life a long time. Wow. So so and then the next scene, she wakes up. Rue wakes up Well, she flashes back to her as a baby and then her at her dad's funeral. And then she wakes up in the house and everybody's sleeping. Everybody's got a gun next to them. All the doors are locked from the inside. 
and she climbs out a window just as Lori's like enforcer boyfriend, the guy yeah. who's always naked, is is up is coming down the hallway in a horror scene. And a lot of people watched that and did not fucking get that she was being human trafficked. And she still owes her all that money. And she said she called, she'll kidnap her. So she's probably going to... I thought the end of this season was going to be Rue getting kidnapped. And Me apparently too. This, the first seat, the, the original draft of this, that that's what Rue had a much darker ending. And that's why you get the VO at the end where Rue goes, she's walking away and she goes like, I stayed sober the rest of the year and everything kind of worked out okay because... After COVID, Sam Levinson thought the dark ending for the season wouldn't work. <laughs> so that's that's why we kind of ignored that whole thing where a drug dealer that I owe money to it wants to uh, recover her losses through owning her. Because, I mean, Lori giving giving her 50 and then just $10,000 worth of drugs, that's a small investment when you consider how much you'll be making from pimping, you know, a young, pretty girl out for, wow. for, for years on end because she's a morphine addict now because you've made her one. So, so that's wait, the human trafficking. Think, there's more, there's think, more, there's, there's more details that I don't remember. I will look at a, look it up. But. Do you think the intention was to go that route really truly for this season? And then they pulled back the last minute and redid the last two episodes as the Lexi episode. All I know is just, Sam Levinson saying that the original, the original ending was much, much darker. And Zendaya it, it came to him and said, we have to leave the season with some hope. We have to leave <laughs> Rue with some hope. It can't be as dark as you've written it. And they changed. So season three can get that dark. Cause that's uh, right. That's I, what they're going mean, to do. If the Lori thing doesn't come back season three, then I, I, I mean, again, I never thought the, the Riddler from cat story wouldn't come back, but it's a lot safer that Zendaya will be back next season. And if they just ignore Lori now they could, because the, 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 the ending does give them an out when, um, Faye lies knowing she's being recorded by her boyfriend. She says on the phone, like, well, didn't you say Lori killed mouse that drug dealer right. girl, Lori? Right. So maybe Lori's goes to jail and thus can't, uh, get, get Zendaya, can't get Rue. But I, I it mean, it seems pretty wild to me that they would do such barely their hints at, at human trafficking to the point that if you're watching it, the, the I way I watched did it, did not at all. I, I was not, I didn't know everything. Like I didn't even know about the birds uh, the movie that's being watched by the guy is about a kid, girls being kidnapped. I don't remember what movie it is. Um, that's playing on TV. Uh, there's there's all these little like hints in the set dressing and stuff, and I didn't catch any of it. So and, why uh, go that far if that's really not where you're going? Clearly, he's going there. Yeah, but but I mean, I still caught the lines where, where like she lied about the the just says all I have is intravenous morphine, and then you see clearly in front of her all the pills. It's like, okay, so she was lying there. She's trying to get her hooked on, on the harder stuff. She already said she would kidnap her and sell her. She also blatantly says, like, hey, it's at least if you're a drug addict, horrible things don't seem as horrible anymore. And also, you're a woman, so you can like sell yourself because you need yeah. to, to not be uh, in withdrawal right now. So it's like, it's and then the locked door and the padlock stuff and the fact that she, she escaped. I still got what was going on the first time around, but, it, but there were details um like the track mark thing and the and the, the bird thing that i didn't get until I, I read into it because um i was kind of shocked to see you know every episode when it aired i watched it and then on twitter search for hashtag euphoria to see what people were saying about it and uh a lot of people were like laurie is my queen she's so nice she's my favorite <laughs> character it's like 
She's, <laughs> she's clearly like trafficking people. I mean, she says it, you know, outright. So um, I didn't really get why some some people didn't catch that. I mean, what did you what did you think was going on in that scene when when Rue was escaping and stuff? Well, I definitely was assuming human trafficking was somehow involved because it was. You just thought it would go further based on what I'd said, yeah. I knew yeah, what, yeah. What I thought, said. I thought, I thought, I thought the season was ending with Rue getting trafficked after the. Well, so there is not. like, there is definitely hints to it, if you were to assume it was going to happen. But I mean, boy, I did not realize how in te- intense. It, it was really layered in, in that sequence. Well, it, um, it, goes, it goes even further because there's also Reddit discourse theories that uh, Minka Kelly, <clears throat> who yes. plays the hot older so woman, hot. Uh, that, uh, who doesn't have a husband but does have a son <clears throat> that um, Maddie is babysitting for, and she likes to play dress up in her, uh, her wardrobe. Uh, there's a lot of theories on, on Reddit that like that woman is like the, um, the fuck was her name? The, uh, Hollywood madam. Um, oh, I keep wanting to say Carrie Fisher, but I know that's Janice Dickinson. No, not Janice Dickinson. Yeah, I know. I, uh, yeah. Uh, something, what was her name? Flynn? No. What the fuck was it? Um, Hollywood madam. Heidi Fleiss. A lot of people are thinking that she is maybe connected to the human trafficker thing because some of the things she says to uh, Maddie kind of imply that maybe she's, she or like some of the things she says to her are apparently things that Heidi Fleiss would say when she was like trying to get girls in the lifestyle. I think that's reaching. I'm not sure, but I'm also not sure what is going on with, because they get quite a few scenes together, Mika Kelly and, and Maddie. And I was like, what's going on? What is going on there? At first, I didn't know if it was supposed to be Minka Kelly the first time you see her, but then there's that second it time is, where it's right? like I'm very not, clearly her. Either. Yeah, it is. No, it, I looked it up because I was like, is that Minka Kelly? And then after the second time you see her, and it's very clearly Minka Kelly, I was like, oh, okay, I'm definitely double checking this is her because Minka Kelly's fucking hot as hell. Oh, she's, hell. Than me. she's younger than me. Oh, she's probably older than you. Yeah, but she's okay. so fucking yeah. hot. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. She's 42 and looking great. Are you there? Yeah. It's one of the good parts of being a woman. Even if you don't have money, you've still got something people want. That sit shivers down my spine. I was like, oh shit, this is gonna get real. God damn it. You know, if I was That's go- not it. I'm I'm trying to find the volume. No, it's when it goes to the uh the lock. You you can hear you can hear this the it, it- of Lori. Let's discuss. Lori's motives were all Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> is that audio description for blind people? Yeah, <laughs> let's discuss. What is Laurie saying? Um, weird. All right, I'll have to look into that more. That's fantastic. Why can't That's you just awesome. play? You were you were right at the scene. Just play it a little bit more. It was pretty loud. Oh no, that was the end of that clip. Oh, and HBO's you not allowing clips up on YouTube's. Okay, so that yeah, because I didn't. Entire... I didn't, didn't want to go start scanning through an episode trying to find that one scene. So I was trying to see if there was like a, a volume version of it. HBO. I just want to find. Oh, scratching! Here it is. TikTok scratching euphoria. Here we go. Here we go. This is somebody record scratching, probably. Like you, 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 euphoria. <laughs> oh, it's someone recording from their fucking TV. I hate it when they screen record. Is there an HBO Max app for Windows? They're turning the volume up. Finding in. Hold on. Hold on. No, wait. I don't want to do it. I'll do. 
go. I'll do it. You talk. <laughs> I'm listening to it. Sorry. Oh yeah, I guess there is like a little kind of like sounds like a mattress. So so uh, people have done Weird. like audio enhancements and identified those actual like the actual sound effects from a common sound effects library, and it is like scratching seventeen in bed springs four or something. So that it's scratching in bed springs. Wow. Which implies I love that somebody I love. is fucking something in there. You ever seen the uh, uh, documentary uh, Don't Fuck With Cats, I think it is, or Never Fuck With Cats? I forget what yeah, it's called. Yeah, yeah. It's about the serial killer that starts on cats and then he goes to people, and, but the cat people on Facebook. I've never watched it. I know I've heard oh, it. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. And the cat <laughs> people on Facebook, they've got this whole cat thread, and they're just like, fuck you. You do not murder cats. And so because he started his murders with cats um they they go after him and it's like in canada i think and they re they reach out to the canadian authorities and the canadian authorities are like eh, we don't want to deal with this fuck you we don't believe you anyways even though we do have missing bodies and um and so this like re uh, facebook thread uh group actually cracks the case and uh finds the uh, the serial killer and like sends it off to the authorities and they're fine like okay we'll do it and they check and it's like actually it's him but yeah. anyways um well just just so i before we move on from this episode to other things because I, I i i do want to discuss mm -hmm. uh especially nate's scene with jules they only got them together for one scene because they actually hate each other but uh that that episode the episode five you know it's a roller coaster it's a big it's like a chase the cops are chasing zendaya and everything but the big climax is <clears throat> just that tense cold scene with with laurie where she's talking and if you got what was going on and I, I, I got enough of it, it was really scary and chilling. And I was genuinely concerned about what was going to happen to Rue. Uh, but what did you like? What did you think was behind that padlock door when you watched it? Because I think it's oh, clearly man. a person. I mean, a person who's being held captive, which is why yeah, there's like I, padlocks on the inside. I, I, I yes, I assumed it was nefarious to all hell. Um, I assumed it was a room you could be put into. Hmm. Not a room filled with beds. Actually, and, yeah. Yeah, people in there fucking. So I thought of it more as like a closet, I guess. Uh, and it was more like you're going to be Harry Pottered in this closet if you're not, you know. But then I think it, I don't remember what the, the, the order in which she says the very clear, like, I'll traffic your ass line versus when you episode. saw that's actually two episodes before, is it I think. yeah is it okay because when you see the padlock i don't i didn't connect that with the i'll traffic traffic your ass i guess yeah. not as necessarily um and if anything is maybe I, I i just connected as a holding pen right literally like her holding cell before she does something whatever the fuck she wants to do with you murder you or traffic your ass I mean, people, a lot of people in the Reddit thread are like, well, why would she, if she was going to do that, why would she tell her in advance, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this because she, and people are like, because that's what they do. They let them know you'll be getting, there'll be consequences if you're not able to pay me back for these drugs that you're obviously not going to be able to pay me back to, or you're just, you're just going to do them. So like they, they know what they're doing. So like they let them know that like, all right, well, when you're sucking dick for money for, for drugs, for me. I warned you. you. You knew this. Like it helps them accept it because it helps them believe that they're doing that. Their own choices. It's their free will to be there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, and it's apparently all very accurately uh, 
researched and stuff. Um, he Sam Levinson consulted with that same chick, that chick, professor <laughs> woman who, uh, you know, d- does all the, the one who wrote um, uh, the vagina, one thing of the vagina monologues. And she also consulted the wives on uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. And as a result, oh, nice. there were clickbait articles like vagina monologues author consulted on Fury Road. Look how feminist it is. It's like all she did was talk because she's researched, you know, human trafficking and human trafficking victims gave that like mindset to the uh, the actresses who played. Um, uh, what's his name? And Morton Joe's wives. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah, Sam Levinson also brides. Uh, got you know a, 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 probably a skype call with her to to research this so that it's not like surprising that the information is very accurate but also subtle enough that you you know a, a person who didn't catch the the bigger clues wouldn't know that the smaller clues meant anything i mean i didn't know until my second watch just how how like spooky a lot of it is uh like the pat the that slow padlock and especially how how fucking chilling it is with the story being told but um yeah i mean a lot of people just it completely flew over their their heads and thought Lori yeah, me. was like being well you at least seem to have understood danger was involved some people thought like Lori's the nicest character she's the only supportive character rue has AV no <laughs> way yeah i mean yeah Lori to me is that classic line was it fro says um I feel the uh, enemy would uh, uh, sm- uh, smell fouler and look fairer or something like that. And so whatever I think of that, like, I don't think that's necessarily the right line, but it's like something Frodo says uh, to the other hobbits about uh, Aragorn. And um, I just always remember that perspective that, like, something seems too good to be true probably is it yeah. is not, you know good um and so i kind of put that to this immediately as well uh when she was like super nice like it's okay like that definitely was like oh it's not okay (laughs) something's wrong but um i think the scariest thing i'm finding out right now listening to this Mm -hmm. is um a uh i didn't realize that rube may have been there for more than one like yeah, that's, that's the part that's that that i didn't catch i didn't catch until like the second one is like it we we she goes like she has like a she passes out and then we have like what looks like a, a memory dream but there's no indication because the, the the last scene of the episode is uh her mom like hears her coming in it goes rue and then it cuts and yeah rue is home she's so she's going through withdrawal again because it's been the next enough, episode yeah along the next episode where she can't even open a jolly rancher um and there's a there's a dramatic minute long take of Zendaya trying to open a Jolly Rancher while just drooling. While drooling. Yeah. And uh I just thought she was playing with my penis head. That could have been the very next day, but that also that um that would imply that the re- that she's going through withdrawal at, from the when the start when it's the worst. So that's kind of an indicator that she was on drugs for like a week. That makes sense. Um I guess B the second thing I learned about all of this you just told me is that um, birds that anyone who has birds is definitely a human trafficker. And more, more to that, yeah. um, my ass would be trafficked. I would not have caught on to these things in the moment. Oh, this is 
super cool and nice. And oh, I love birds well, too. Here's the problem, Bauer, is that unlike Zin, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that no one would want to have pay money to have sex with you, but Zendaya would command more. Have you seen my ass? I am pretty sure my I, ass would I, get trafficked. You know, I have seen your ass many times. And it's not a bad ass. I've seen your ass and live butt. being recorded by Nolan and then watched it back in an edited trailer. Yes. And it would get trafficked. I mean, yeah. Um, probably not. Said it. By, uh, by, by Lori or Mika Kelly, for that matter. God, oh, I wish Mika Kelly would just like traffic me all day. I gotta That'd pee. be amazing. Let's, let's, let's take a, a pee break real fast. I'll pause. Pee break. And we're back on. I I, I pulled up the Reddit thing. Um, uh, another thing people are pointing out about that scene is uh, Rue was the only one that Lori didn't see naked when they all took their clothes off because refu refu she refused. So she draws her the bath, both to clean her up, to see what she looks like when cleaned up, and uh, uh, also gets to see her naked to see how, like, to see how valuable they are. That is your Ballard. I'm talking about human trafficking in a very dark episode of teen drama. And Ballard is wearing the Star Lord mask, uh, from the popular Marvel film series <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wait, you just and he just broke the illusion by yanking it off his face rather than tapping the side of him and having it, you know, just nanotech off. Nanotech. Everything's nanotech for the MCU. It's so great. No, it's, it's ridiculous. Everybody, all you, all you have to do is just press a button. I, I, I was, I was kind of surprised that Daredevil didn't just, oh, nanotech. My map is nanotech too. I got nanotech. Wouldn't that be amazing if Daredevil did that shit? That'd be amazing. Show's horrible. All right, where, where, where do you want to pick up? There's, there's a couple spots. We can go to, dude. Anything? Honestly, I mean, how long have we? How long have we been on? It's only ten thirty. Oh my god, we yeah, got so no, much to we, go. We've actually only been recording for an, uh, eighty-five minutes currently. So, we uh, we were still shorter than our season one spoiler cast by fucking an hour and five minutes. So wow, we got time to fit. We can, we can keep going. I can keep going until at least eleven thirty. Yeah, uh, I'm good to go. Yeah, you just take it away if you want to start going through the show like. By Literally? character or episode? Like, what do you feel like? Well, I mean, we've already discussed a lot of the are things. We on, of, are we on tape or no? We're, we're, yeah, we're live right now. Uh, or okay. recording. Live to tape. Um, let me go we're back on to the, uh, Wikipedia and see where we where we kind of left off. Uh, oh, I clicked on characters to find out the uh, older brother's name. Uh, so earlier we were talking about how um, uh, the viewership wasn't so large for season one. But, but but like Twitter was very aware of it, but like not the zeitgeist was. I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia right now, and it was, and that season two was kind of seemed like it was a little bit more covered by the public. But the the viewers for season one are like 0.5 million, almost exactly for every episode. Yeah. But for season two, it's like 0.2 million for every episode, but the finale was 0.6. So I honestly think by just looking at this, yeah, that, that like nobody gave a shit about even season two until the finale, those, and then all of a sudden okay, everyone so tuned in. Those stats are, if you click on any one of those stats, they are um, uh, Nelson family. Uh, Nielsen. Uh, Nielsen family. Uh, they're, they're, this is over the air watching. This is cable broadcast viewers. So I think what it shows is still that people 
didn't really even realize Euphoria season two was so good, and that everyone just got caught up for the season finale. Well, and there wasn't even binged an, an, it. No, I mean there wasn't even an HBO Max during during the first season. It was HBO now. HBO. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. HBO. Or go. So or HBO I mean, go. A lot. I, I think I think these numbers being low don't mean these episodes were watched less. They just mean they were. They, uh, streaming might have been a bigger take. Uh, as, as I understand it, the I mean the third season's already been greenlit. Uh, it, it's I think pretty much gonna be on the air for a while. I didn't uh, want a season two. I didn't want specials, but now that I got them, just give me every season. Don't stop. Get yeah, it. No, get keep it. going. I will. Do, do eight. If you if we got eight seasons of Game of Thrones, give me eight seasons of Euphoria. And, and I want to see them go to college. I want to see them get trafficked all in college. I want to see it go crazy. Well, now that it's clear, Cat will barely be a character moving forward. Um, and, and Lexi hopefully is not going to be as big moving forward because Lexi's kind of a boring character. And that's why. No way. I think Her the last and three so, yeah, so, I mean, that was something that was really championed on by the, the Twitter and Reddit uh, community uh, of the Euphoria fan base is is the pure love of of uh and debate whether it's it's uh lesco or fexy i think fexy kind of wore, wore one out fexy's good i like that well lesco's funny or sounding uh oh my god speaking of they were, they were such a weird they were such a weird met like <coughs> a weird matchup to Excuse have me. them be the will they or won't they rooting for those cute it. kids because i mean it, it, it i had to like remind myself like okay so fez actually is the same age as them he just dropped out he's the same grade yes yeah, yeah. <clears throat> close he's supposed to be like 17 and she is too so uh, but but he comes across more like he's like 28 uh by the way if you, you you didn't watch any of the uh you know inside look stuff but was that <laughs> it was just... sorry orville it's orville peck i just clicked on it on accident on spotify <laughs> That's a cool. That's a that's a trippy. That's a good song for a very trippy scene. Let's we'll, we'll, oh, let's talk about that scene in a second. Of Fez, if you actually watch <laughs> Angus, it, you you I, I was like so I was so thrown off by the fact that Nate has a watch has an the Australian boys accent. as they walk right. on by. Right, I'm sorry, Orville Puck. Sorry, dude. By the way, he's a gay cowboy. Did you know that? Angus McLeod or. No, no, Orville Peck. I don't know who Orville Peck is. I don't, the only that's heard the that name. Guy. Yeah, the I've, heard, I, I know, I've heard the song, but I didn't know. I, I don't care who's a gay cowboy. Good for Dude, him. All I know is Orville Peck is now huge in our house. Okay. Well, I'll say, so Angus McLeod, I was like, what's his speaking voice going to be? He's like, oh, you know, when I first read about the character of Fez, I, you know, he, did, <laughs> he, 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 that's his speaking voice. And like, he He's has that, that slur. Same, I think the brain damage, which by the way is revealed this season that he actually has brain damage, uh, yeah. is is real because the the scar is real on his head, and then he's also like, yeah, you know, when I like I read the script, I was he he talks exactly like Fess. It's not a it's not a character or performance. This he's is how he good talks. Jacob. Yeah. This is how he talks. No, Jacob's Jacob's doing a like a, a total character. Apparently, he's a really nice guy in person. Although he, uh, they all for some, are for some reason. Um, Hunter Schaefer hates him, which is why their plot line, which was going to involve a lot of scenes together, ended up being reduced with the rewrite to uh, they have one scene together. And it's a great so scene, though. It is. I didn't know they hate each other. So I'm watching that scene. I didn't know 
prior to that, right? That they yeah. hate each other. But then you 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 told me I think as I was uh, works. watching it, and yeah. So then I got to that scene, and so as I'm watching that scene, I'm like, oh my gosh, she detests him. Mm-hmm. She can't handle this guy. Well, bleeds, like literally in her life, supposed to hate the they hate him too. So yeah, yeah. It works. But he does he hate her in real life? Because like he didn't play it like he hated her. In no, real he, life. I don't. I I would imagine the one who has the problem would be Hunter. So what happened? Did he say something? We'll never know, Lily. We'll never know. Oh I, my god! I mean, all it takes is a oh he's doing gr- oh, she <laughs> and she hates him for life. You know, that's all it takes. Oh, sometimes. that's so true. Oh my god! I mean, let's not forget so... that Hunter Schaefer. I I read her little Instagram post where she blamed uh, Indies for you know getting this body dysmorphia taken off the DSM and thus fucking laying the groundwork, but a lot of Alabama's governor fucking used to, to uh, cut trans stuff out of Medicaid or something. And she was mad about NBs and, and NBs were like, this bitch ain't even a real trans girl anymore. And they, and they, what? they there is like, so she wears binders to keep her tits smaller because they were getting bigger than they are. And then that was written into the show in Elliot's Elliot, Elliot, uh, Elliot references that when he's being like, in- interrogated by uh Jules and, and Rue you know about like how many people have you fucked and you know, are, are you trying to fuck Rue he's like you know like I, I don't really live inside a you know binary world and it's like you're well, you're a trans girl who wears binders you know what what's that about and she's like I'm not being interrogated here that's the only uh, acknowledgement of that but it apparently is like a whole thing that Hunter Shaver's talked about uh, let's just get to Elliot. Why the fuck do you like Elliot? He's the worst character. He reminds me of no, Pete I... Davidson, but even more annoying and more self-assured. I hate Elliot. I, don't I, do I, that again. I don't. I don't have that open. I see the. I see the new messages, but I have to like scroll up to actually see them. Don't do that again, mate. Um. Yeah. No. I love Elliot. I thought he was. I thought he was great. I don't know. He's charismatic. Uh, I like the. I like the actor. Um, I guess playing him, I didn't realize uh, that there was a, actually Hunter Schaefer's boyfriend or partner. I think partner is like probably more PC thing to say these days. Um, but uh, yeah, I um, I thought he was cool and I kind of liked his character and I kind of liked that he was like an enabler. There's okay. a great um, episode. Give me, give, me, give, me, give, me, give me one second. I should pause it. Just grab it documentary now i don't know if anyone ever watches documentary now but documentary now have you ever seen documentary now what you ever seen documentary no no i i don't like them you don't like fred armisen yeah i don't like the the uh what is it portlandia people i I don't like portlandia i love the portlandia people I, probably because I dated a girl who's from Portland. He's like, this show's the best show ever. You never watched Port- Portland? It's, it, it nails Portland. It nails Portland. And I'm just like, eh, you know, it seems to be making fun of Portland, but from a perspective of somebody who thinks Portland's not a shithole that no one should ever live in or go to. And she's like, put a bird on it. No! What? We didn't last much longer. Put a bird on it. I don't Is that Anyways. from Portlandia? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. We can pickle it. Um. Anyways, um, what were we talking about? I don't know, man. Portlandia, I guess. No, hundred. We're talking Schaefer. about Elliot. Talking about... Oh yeah, well yeah, what? I like Elliot. Yeah, I guess yeah. I like Elliot. So Elliot 
does drugs with Rue, supplies her with yeah. drugs. He's an enabler. But I also enabler. judges her for doing drugs. And Nola's like, I don't think it's a good idea that we met each other. I don't think it's a very good idea that we're doing drugs together. You're st- don't that. do them, asshole. He can't help it. He's an addict. He was at the the you know the shocking intervention. I mean, Dude, episode, I love that episode scene. five just start, starts like with in media res, as they say, uh, with everything going on and like Rue already having been found out. And oh my god! In media res, who are you? Time dilation in media res. I love this. This is college boy talk. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I got um, city hands, Mr. Ballish. I loved it. I loved it. I got city hands. I, I love that Elliot was was in that intervention and he literally um uh it, it like I think at one point he goes, I wish I never said anything. And then he just like gets up and leaves. Yeah. And it's just like it felt so real like in that moment. It was just like, yeah, I mean, like who wouldn't feel that? But he also felt like the kind of guy that just says what he's thinking and he's like really kind of living off his cuff and he's living with his heart on you know his sleeves and his emotions on his sleeves but he's not like so tied into his emotions he's not emotional but he is very willing to be accepting of truth yeah it's fun to punch him you're just i asked you to describe why you like elliot and you're just saying all the reasons i hate elliot Mm-hmm. He's like he—he's just the coolest guy, you know. He—he's the coolest guy. He does drugs, but he's not addicted to them, so he can kind of yeah. judge somebody who's doing too many of the drugs. He's exactly. not exactly. He's not. He's basically straight because he's fucking two very female characters, but he's not completely straight. He's basically all sexual orientations at once because gender isn't really real anyways. He's got like hair that's like frosted, but it's not quite. Maybe it's somehow natural. I got to say, I got to say, I hate his hair. What what race is he? Oh, he's all races. He's all races at once. He's everything. It's just so beautiful. He's what everyone's going to look like in the future. He's got face tattoos. But it's of the yeah. Apple logo. Yeah. <gasps> I know. I love that. And I'm just thinking the whole time, does Tim Cook know about this? Is he really Tim has Cook- that. He's a, I mean, he's a model. He really does have the Apple logo tattoo. I believe it. I'm trying to look him up right now to see what his background is. Uh, he was born in Florida. Yeah. He's African-American, Filipino, and Haitian. Yeah, exactly. It's like The Rock. Well, the Rock's just one thing, I think. Dude, that sounds really hot. African American Filipino, holy shit! I just That's hate. I just hated that he had the audacity. I and I hate audacity to to um to sell out Rue after doing the drugs with her. That he, no, he was taking care of her. He protected her. He was protecting her. Protecting he loves well, her. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and I hated the fact that he like the the ending of the show when everything. But when he's I'm also like, getting in the way. Just so you know, just so you know, he is clearly purposefully. He does like Rue. He does love Rue. He is protecting Rue. He cares for Rue. He yeah. wants better world for Rue. But he also understands that if Rue is like so addicted and she's out of the picture, then Jules is all mine. Yeah, but I mean, Jules is a penis. Yeah, but that's only in the you know in the bright light in the dark. It's just like another foot or something. <laughs> it's just a Moundy. Yeah, the Moundy it, it, baby. Uh, this this theoretical thing that you thought you were seeing when you first saw Jules, you thought you were seeing a labia so large it could, <laughs> the uh, it could, be, it could rival a balls and testicles. <laughs> uh, and and uh, 
there is that part where <clears throat> she comes out of the shower and she's like, can I, can I take a shower? And she comes out and like, can I change clothes and just takes her top off. It's like th- at this point, like, no, I'm so not hot. It's not like there, there's no such thing as gender. It's like, it's that science did such a good job has gotten so good at turning uh, boys into looking like they're girls that you're do you like your iPhone? Penis. You're tricking my Do you penis. like your iPhone? Do you like your iPhone? Well, science, kind of. baby. Science, yeah, no, right? no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, you know, down saying it's bad by all Would means you fuck your iphone science science should be figuring out everything it should be figuring how to get to the bars it should be tur- figuring out how to turn girls into boys and boys into girls with the exact same level of, of fortitude and commitment more to fuck <laughs> sure or less if they're going the wrong way no 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 it's like becoming like new like more to, there's more to fuck if you open your horizons yeah uh it just made me hate it like, like here's the thing of course, I would fuck a Blair White, or at least bl- let her blow me. Of course, I would probably or fuck Hunter Schaefer. Hunter, yeah, she's like in her late twenties, right? I mean, that's that's fine. Uh, there, there's plenty oh, of shit. Under- oh my god, is there anybody we're talking about that's underage? Oh god, damn it! I seriously, I we're, watching, we're talking about a high school show that's like so rated R, it's insane, and I, I forget that you actually have to think about this. She people might be actually is, underage. She is twenty three years old, which is over the age of 21 so we're totally fine and terrifyingly you can be 23 years old and be born in 19 wait you we can't talk about storm reed tonight we can't talk about storm reed tonight though i'm i have nothing to say about storm reed i mean she just find her role she is every every time every time i I hear her name i think storm reed honda superstore Oh, no way. I think Stormy Reed and i always realize that storm reed it's a southern california dealer norm reed honda um, her, here's the jingle. thing about Storm Reed, and maybe we can move on from her. I think, I think, I think Gia is a great character. I think one of the best parts of the of the season with Gia was literally when Rue is talking to her mom, and her mom's all like, "I'm gonna focus on one daughter and make sure she's right." Uh, I think uh, Nika King, she plays a uh, 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 Rue's mom, and Leslie, because I think you find out her name because Rue Ali, uh, her her. Uh, Whatever you call them when you're addicted to things and you go to a thing. Sponsor. Sponsor. Yeah, I, I've never been addicted to anything. Just all the drugs and alcohol. But um, yeah. So, anyways, the when Leslie is like talking, you're kind of, you're kind of a hug. Love hugs and I love grabbing your dick. Yeah. But um, when 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 uh, Nika King's character is talking about Storm Reed's character to Zendaya. Um, oh yeah, that's so a chilling scene. Where she's like, "Yeah, I'm just giving up on you. I gotta protect." I'm done her. with you. I'm gonna focus on one of my kids because, and then you, and then you find out that the character of Gia, Storm Reed's character, is falling behind in school now, and all this thing, all these bad things are it's actually affecting happening her. To her. And, and yeah, it's uh, affecting her. Rue didn't even think about it. She didn't even care. Rue didn't give a shit to think about it because nope. she just assumed everyone else was okay and fixable, but her, and she didn't care that she had no impact on the rest of the world. But that's the thing. So much of of this is one thing Sam Levinson does so fucking well in the show. So much of America youth right now is like, it's okay, relax, it's fixable, you can clean it, you can fix it, you can redo it, you can do whatever. It's like, yeah. shut the fuck up. It doesn't have to be fixable. Yeah, it doesn't have to lasting, be reclaimed. It's about lasting damage, basically. Exactly, right? And so it's all these ideas that Rue lives in this fucking world where there's no real consequences to anyone around her, just to her. And because they're only to Rue, they only affect Rue. So when she wants to kill herself by overdosing on drugs, not realizing that she might get trafficked in the process, she doesn't give a shit. And And then at the end, when Leslie, her mom, tells her, 
you know, I'm focusing only on Gia because I want to get one kid right. And, and then Rue's like, why? What the fuck's wrong with Gia? And you find out all this shit that's wrong with Gia. And then you go back and you even re-see certain scenes after that that you saw yeah. earlier in an episode before that. And you kind of now see them again through New Light when Gia's like in bed with Rue and she's like, I want to tell you something. And Rue's like, tell me. She's like, yeah, but I'll tell you when you sober up or whatever or when you get out or whatever the fuck it was. And you're like, you're like, oh my God, this is probably like really impactful shit. And now you re-see that scene again, right? And there's more to it and it plays longer. But when you see that scene after Leslie tells Rue that, it's just like, oh my God, what a heartbreak going on. This family and like so intense to have to like, you know, uh, uh you know, what's it called? Uh, not Rosemary's Choice. What is it called? Uh, Sophie's when you have to pick choice? one kid over the other. Sophie's Choice. Yeah, when you have to Sophie's Choice it. Those darn like, Nazis. Have... That's insane, right? Like that's so sad. Like that she just literally was like, I'm dropping you. Yeah. A good son, right? She dropped the ruse Macaulay Culkin and she's grabbing Elijah. She's yeah. grabbing Elijah Wood. She's pulling Elijah Wood in. Spoilers for the good son. Great movie. Um, Elijah's but, not the that mom's son though. She's, no, no, she's, she's killing her own son to save some this like random kid who's no, no, not random kid. Nephew, I think. Maybe yeah, I think they're really. I think it's nephew because but the thing is is that I Elijah have not Wood's mom, the good son. Oh, dude, quite I got in trouble for seeing. I saw the good son in the theaters and got in trouble with my mom because she literally went, Michael, what movie did you just go see in theaters? And I was like, oh shit, I don't know, I didn't plan this. Oh, yeah, I watched it on VHS with my mom when it came out. Oh, VHS. dude, I said. The good son. She goes. That was rated R. I told you not to watch that. I'm disappointed in you. Oh, it's rated R for like one fuck. I think it, it's it's barely it's, an R in the movie. That's what I told her at the time, and she didn't give a shit. But anyways, um, Macaulay in that movie, yeah, he's he's the son of the of the mom. But the Elijah Wood, his mom dies of cancer, so his dad, I think, is David Morrison. All right, let's, like let's, let's move off of David Morris. <laughs> Anyways, his dad sends him to go live with his brother or sister or whatever the fuck. And that's yeah. how I think his sister. And then that's how uh, Elijah comes across the new family. OK, back to um, back to uh, Euphoria season two. And we can move on from Gia. Um, I thought Storm Reed was great. I thought she brought that layer performance that when you when you were able to rewatch that bedroom scene again, like it did have more weight to it. And it made sense that she is actually talking about her own life is going to shit. But she cares Gia cares so much about Rue that she's just like, I'm not going to let this get in the way of you right now beating beating this addiction. And it also shows you how much Rue in that moment in the bedroom also did not give a shit really about Gia's own struggles and hurdles in life. And it was such a enlightening moment because I feel like that is really a lot of what we're seeing in society. It's just a bunch of people feeling like they matter and everything else is fixable and, and 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 everything should be relatable back to me. And and it just rang true. If it doesn't need to be changed. It feels across the board like it's it's a, a course correction or a, a change it's a reboot. in the view. Well, all right, here's here's a here's a fun fact. Um Narcotics Anonymous put out a statement for the first season after it aired saying we don't like this show and it's glorifying drug use and making it seem cool. It After does. season two aired, they published a statement saying, okay, we're sorry. The, the show does now show consequences. It doesn't make drugs as cool, and we're okay with the show now. It does. So it's, it, I mean, it's like, it, it's not like that's a vacuum because there was, uh, you know, a, a two year COVID break basically right. between we, we, where we were supposed to get seasons. So it feels like the world kind of changed. Like when this aired in 2019, 
I don't think I ever heard of fentanyl. It might have. They could have been saying nuke or, or narrowin when uh, when uh, Mouse was giving uh, narrowin. Is that Minority Report? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, you guys remember narrowin? Um, I love narrowin. I gotta uh, do it. And uh, it looks cool, dude. Tom Cruise it's, makes it's a, it's a, it's a, it's so a fucking amazing. vape. It's a vape. Pen. Yes, yes, it is. And it, but it snaps. Uh, it has a button that snaps in. Yeah, I mean, they're regular ones. You just inhale. You don't have to do mm-hmm. anything. And also, there's mm-hmm. not inher- there's also not heroin in vape pens. There's just THC. Narrowin uh, and, and CBD. Yeah, no, no narrowin. But my, my point is, is that I never heard of fentanyl in season one, and I think most people hadn't. And then I love episode, I love fentanyl. By the time we get, yeah, you're a big fan of it. Um, as soon as we get now, now with season two airing, fentanyl's everywhere. It's all dude. It's, I know. It's, it's Is a that popular crazy? thing. And, and there's it like a course like, correction. Like now, like fentanyl is a scary bad thing that means you're really fucked and it's not cool to do anymore. It was scary bad in season one. But no, it, no. It when Rue takes it, she almost ODs up because of it. She's still doing like. Zendaya quips and stuff. She's, it's, it's still kind of like a, a fun scene. I mean, Narcotics Anonymous had a problem with it, you know, so. Uh, oh, man. I love I love fentanyl. I think I said back in our season one uh, spoiler cast, never I, love, fentanyl. I love fentanyl. Stop. <laughs> you can't. So good. Yeah, you never run fentanyl. But it's you, the best. <laughs> if you had, you'd be dead. It's funny. Like, That's the thing about fentanyl. Like, it's like, oh, you see it all the time, like dr- a drug bust you know, from Mexico to Texas with this CBD or CP. Uh, yeah, it, like it, it just sees Custom enough of, enough fentanyl in one shipment coming from Mexico to, to uh, you know uh, Texas or New Mexico or whatever, uh, with you know enough fentanyl to kill all of humanity three times over, and it's just like true. That's being sold on the streets. <laughs> but here's the thing about fentanyl: nobody cares until like three like really kind of wealthy, well-to-do yeah. New Yorkers die, and then all of a sudden got to be an op-ed it's got to be in all the papers it's got to be on all the channels oh three people died in new york from fentanyl i guess this is a thing it's now amazing. we gotta pay attention yeah i mean there's got to be some like overhyping of it because if fentanyl was really as like powerful as it is everyone would be dead every every it would be the walking dead everyone would be dead be wa- hunter yeah. biden would be dead there's no way hunter biden's alive if fentanyl is as dangerous as it is because he's definitely done it a lot of it, it- I think what it is is it's just like somehow right everything. now it's in, it's in it's crack, in, it's in heroin, it's in coke, I think it's in it's, everything now. But now we have ungodly amounts of it apparently in like things. I think that's the issue is that like according to this this one like the three New Yorkers that just died, this one situation, uh, even the dealer like texted them like apparently after the the dealer dropped it off, it was like, hey, take it easy on this batch, it's real strong. And that sounds like a euphoria episode. <laughs> I was like, wait, Let's see <laughs> but wait for, for what drug? For fentanyl of okay. cocaine. So okay. th- there's three, there's three like random people, like some, some, some like a uh, wall street dude, some fucking social worker. And then like some lawyer, some, you know, new lawyer. And they all got cocaine dropped off at their apartments in New York. Cause you know, the delivery scene in half baked is true for every drug. This is so, a movie or a show. I'm sorry. No, this is real it. life. This is oh, real man. life. This actually just happened. And so all three of them got the same dealer and uh, delivery system and the same dealer that dropped it off to all three of them. They all overdosed immediately. And when yeah. they tested the drugs, it wasn't just cocaine, lots of fentanyl in it. Apparently they go to their phones and they see texts from the dealer after the de- delivery dealer, sorry, the drive uh, delivery person, after the delivery person has dropped off the cocaine, they they text the people, hey, take it easy on this batch. 
it's a little strong or something something to that effect right and to me reading this in like new york times or whatever the fuck it was i'm like holy shit that sounds yeah. like euphoria episode well, like someone tech it sounds like Fez texting, like, hey, Rue, take it easy on this. <laughs> I mean, in the 70s, it was like a thing that you'd get like one bad batch because somebody who's supposed to be cutting it with baby formula accidentally used uh, Raid or Anthrax or something. Dude, scary movie. What does it say in scary movie? Use baking powder, not baking soda. <laughs> right? Isn't that the whole thing? Baking soda, put little mushrooms coming out of their nose or something like that. I, well, no, I mean, it's, it's got to be something more dangerous than baking soda instead of powder. It's got to be like no, no, weed killer or worse. something. But it happened like occasionally in the, in the 70s or 80s. Like uh, you think of uh, um, like the blonde haired surfer dude dealer in Boogie Nights when um, uh, that one Blow. porn star, the anorexic porn star, Lil Cinderella is ODing at the party. And he's like, this is yeah. the third This is the third girl to, to OD on me this week. It's I know you mean. he had yes. a bad batch. Yeah, and then the, the, yes. the, the, the pedophile Thomas porn Thomas James producer. guy, right? Or whatever? No, 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 no. It's, it's uh, no, some, some, just some blonde random surfer. And then the porn producer guy's like, uh, yeah, then you should get some new shit, you think, huh? Because like, oh, yes. he had a bad okay. batch. Because it was individual bad batches. Now it's like, Fentanyl is not accidentally making its way. In these it's drugs. all they're, in they're, there. It's they're cutting it intentionally. And it's like every time they do that, you're basically rolling the dice. <clears throat> anytime you shoot up, at least of like how much fentanyl was put into this heroin, uh, because apparently it's like a large a growing percentage every year, like or every month, probably. And, and things were like, it used to be an accidental bad batch would actually kill you to the point where, just enough for, you know, at overdoses to happen, you know? You, oh, uh, that blonde movie starlet bitch is going to start talking about how she fucked the president and his brother. Maybe she should overdose, you know? Oh, uh, that the girl at the beginning of Kindergarten Cop is about to testify, you know? Let's sneak her a batch so she overdoses. But Arnold doesn't believe it, so he goes undercover. You know, it was just an, it was it was just like maybe even o like overdoses from the past were inflated because of, you know, to, to use murders and stuff. But fentanyl, I mean, who knows? You you could you you could wipe out, you know, 30,000 people who were about to testify about who they saw on what island, <laughs> you know, wow. or on who, you know what they saw while they were the piloting the certain plane uh you know you, i love this so you if you increase the amount of right. overdoses to a much much higher amount so if if it used to be like in the wow. 70s like thirty thousand people would overdose a year and maybe you know 300 to a few thousand were actually quote-unquote overdoses targeted if you but if we, you need to kill oh, what if you need to kill a hundred thousand people well, you got to oh. get overdoses up to like a million a year, don't you? Oh, my God. Fentanyl. That You're is right. an actual, that, it's not Q. It's like, it's, it's actually just like libertarian Twitter. <laughs> and, and, and is that, uh, you know, that the fentanyl thing, the, the, the introduction of fentanyl is, I mean, come on. Do we, are, do we really supposed to believe that we, like the CIA wasn't deliberately putting you know, distributing crack in black neighborhoods 
to, to increase their crime because for-profit prisons meant needed workers, you know, and nobody cared if all the people who were going to jail were black. Uh, we, Dude. I mean, that was a conspiracy theory for a long time, and now there's documented evidence, and it's basically a fact, but we were just supposed to pretend it didn't happen. Move forward. There was like a CIA, there was an article released a while ago, less than a year ago, that was like an insane percentage of CIA <laughs> like employees have child porn on their fucking computers. Yeah. And, and like, but they're not being charged or tried or anything or not well, arrested. And they're, they're not hunting it. They're, they're, it's just, you know, for your coffee what is that break. About? <laughs> yeah, what's that about, right? And then, and then you think about like, huh, like how is someone like, Epstein allowed a function or Maxwell allowed a function next to British royalty or the presidents of the United States or hot, like, like, like billionaires and, and mega celebrities, the elites, right. With, without someone in the intelligence agency knowing about that, it, it feels it's, curated. It just feels like there's a clear, all right, here, here's, here's a good example. Disney Plus, right? What Disney Plus does? I love Disney allow. Plus. Yes. Of course you do. You subscribe to it. You give them. You give them give me, seventy dollars a year me. or six dollars a month, whichever. Dude, you I do. give them an extra seventy for fun too. <laughs> you to be just, honest. Yeah, you have two accounts <laughs> for the. Family. I do accounts. I don't need them, but I'll take it. <laughs> <clears throat> the Simpsons doesn't have the classic season two episode, unbilled starring Michael Jackson. Yeah, that yeah. Episode's Star- removed. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Start. Start craving dad's not. I have it because I have the fucking DVD right there. Michael yeah, Jackson that- was clearly working with a closed network of, of people where he was literally just having parents bring the kids over. You know? Yeah. He, he wasn't he wasn't using any kind of global system as far as we can tell. It's pretty isolated. He's an artist, though. He's an artist. I think that's what makes it different. He's Disney an Plus. No, nothing's ever been confirmed. But Disney Plus is like, well, we're going to take that episode off. Even though it's a classic episode of The Simpsons, we're just going to drop it from a distributor. And with no wait wait Matt Groening no conversation. Matt Groening went to a certain island, document a documented seventeen times, and flew on that certain plane, a documented even higher number. And yet, all the Simpsons isn't going to go from Disney Plus now, is it? Hell no. We so paid wait, a lot of money for Fox. So why are they? Why do they care about Michael Jackson? Because Michael Jackson's just an isolated incident that we can pretend to care about. But when it's a huge, bigger incident thing that affects the entire. I didn't know Matt Groening was on the logs. Oh, yeah. Google Matt Groening, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, I believe you. Oh, dude, the logs were insane. Christy Teigen was on there, but she wasn't apparently. Allegedly. And same with John Legend, allegedly, but not maybe. Well, Groening was on a lot. And, And it's like, yeah, but like. All of the Simpsons is valuable. One episode we can get rid of. One one Michael Jackson we can we can get rid of. But we can't. You know, it's it's uh, too big to fail in terms of what we do and don't turn a blind eye to when it comes to allegations. Same reason wow. why same reason why Biden fucking you know got elected despite having eight credible accusers, all of whom were a lot more. Um, his vice realistic. president. His vice president called him essentially a racist rapist. Yeah. When she was running against him. Oh, there she is. Welcome. Welcome tonight. You know, he reminds Kamala. me of that, that guy in the Wizard of Oz. You know, when you is it Kamala or Kamala? The curtain, it's I, a really it, there's small dude. so much conversation about. I, I don't know which one it is, remember. but you're racist if you get it wrong. It's a complicated relationship. Yes, it is. 
It is so complicated. Her name. In 1864. <gasps> <I don't, laughs> that was a shorter sound clip than I expected it to be. In 1864. That's it. That's the sound bite. I highly recommend Lemonade by Beyonce. It, <laughs> I, dude, I do too. That is a great album. All right. Where, where, Fantastic. Where, where do you want to pick up with Euphoria? Actually, I need to pee again. Let's, let's do it. Let's go pee. Okay, we're back on. Uh, I don't know where to pick up to Euphoria. I think we kind of got a little bit into Jules. Jules Vaughn. Um, but we didn't really. And then we kind of veered off into our conversation about more about fentanyl. Yeah, fent well, fentanyl being... The, the, the changing attitude towards fentanyl, how it affected season two. Um, I, I, just, just some things that I want to discuss before we, because we probably should wrap up soon. It's 1113. Um, don't time, what, don't time mark us. <laughs> what, what did you, <laughs> what time is it? Um, what did you think of, of getting Nate together with, uh, with Cassie and, and that being a driving Fun. force of season, uh, season two? Very fun. Good idea. Nice way to make Cassie um, an appealing character by showing her tits everywhere. Because yeah, constantly. She, great. Constantly. Because I felt like in season one, even though her, her tits were out maybe once or twice, um, it, it just was like, uh, oh, no, no. Her tits are out like maybe three times, and one of those was like a bunch of different selfies. But um, it felt like in season three, she was kind of an annoying character and not really interesting. And then I saw White Lotus. And then, like in saw, I saw Voyeurs, and then all of a sudden, Sydney Sweeney became much more interesting, and and so then I was happy that that Sam Levinson understood that I thought Sydney Sweeney was more interesting, so he made her a bigger he character. I wanted to see her naked a lot more. And, and well, yeah, he did, and, and he gave it to us, and he gave it to us like in the first half of the season because yeah. the last half of the season is she's like not naked at all. But well, the first Maddie half of, is never naked, and she's nude in season one. She's new in season one, yeah. Well, Maddie mm -hmm. Maddie got turned into another character altogether, essentially, but um. Also, I, well, she became a villain. I mean, she became like super mean girl. I thought she was kind of like the head of the clique originally, you know, popular yeah, girl well, or that, whatever. There's that montage where like Nate's like, yeah, she will actually kill you. And then it does a montage of like Maddie, like violently assaulting people. And yes. it's like, that's not, in se none of those were in season one. It never really no. implied she was, I mean, it did, the, the, her backstory where like as a little girl, she watched Casino and idolized Sharon Stone's character. Yes, that's that is true. a chilling fucking little moment there. It was like, Oh my god! That played out, huh? I well, guess. No, just just because, like, when, when was when was Casino? Was it like ninety two? Ninety something, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the timing it, it would have been, you know, she was watching a ten a movie that was like from ten years ago. It's just like it's it's scary because that's that ninety five through. Okay, yeah, that ring. So she would have been watching it. It's like twenty eleven on, on cable. You know, that rings true. Like, every character who's, like, terrifying, every female character who's, like, crazy and terrifying has been, like, a role model to some some girl. Yep. I think I think Maddie, though, she definitely got, like... It makes like, you wonder, like, what... Like, in 20 years, will, will there be girls who grew up idolizing, like, Mattress Girl? Yes. And what where does that end? Hey, we shouldn't be worried about them as much as we should be worried about the girls that, you know, idolize Tub Girl. I think that's the real fear here. No, those are those those girls are heroes. <laughs> we need more tub girls. <laughs> oh, you gave me a Michael Jackson, Jeff. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I think I think uh, uh, Cassie's character was uh, had a nice improvement, especially with the pairing with Nate. Um, 
And it was nice that that was Nate's story, and it wasn't just only um, his, 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 his duality and battle with his father. Um, what I liked about the Cassie one the most, though, uh, w w in regards to Nate, at least, because there's other, other things I liked about that a lot, at least two big ones. But I, the Nate one is, is great that, like, as soon as, as, as her sister, Lexi, wrongs Nate by putting on essentially a gay porno and the school yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is, this is something there's also, there's also like a part Nate, of the wait, play wait, wait. where they, they have Nate they the... drops her ass. Nate yeah. drops the uh, Cassie who has nothing to do with the play. That's a great. Cause he walks out and he goes, that is so homophobic. And I was like, I did not expect <laughs> Nate to have that to be his problem. So it was interesting. Well, Cause he's, 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 he's woken up because his father, his father wakes him up a lot. Right. It's like, how would like no educator, no teacher, there's no teachers at the school, right? There's a, no, 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 never, no, no. You never see a principal or a teacher at this entire school. I think so. you do in season one. You see it, uh, but in, and not so much in season two at all. Season two is essentially a school of children. No, <laughs> that's it. Well, it, it's just an <laughs> anarchy. It's just an anarchy school where, where people are regularly doing drugs and, and play extremely expensive coordinated plays are, are put on. Do you know the mom, Cassie and uh, Alexi's mom? Yeah. I love her when she's watching the play. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's like screaming. She's so That's excited. Me. That's yeah, when me. she goes I... on stage is great. She like oh, that is great. to quell down Cassie. I'm literally Cassie's mom. I, I honestly, I'm watching this season too. It was kind of great this and, season. I, I like. And I was uh, just like, like this Nate's is fantastic. I like, I like Nate's mom. All the moms are great. I mean, yes, Ruth's mom were. is depressing. Not yeah, no, but Ruth's own choice, but. But Nika King is like so good in that role. I mean, yeah, she is incredible. But she's very she dramatic. Whereas, I mean, I, I yeah, Cassie and like uh, uh, Lexi have a fucked up story with their dad getting a dude, and that's and even built on more in this season. Well, it's reference. Like, there's also like, well, yeah, in season episode. What is I love they get in the car five. with him. Yeah, when episode five, yeah, and they're like clearly know they're about to like he's on drugs and they're, they're he's on danger. drugs. He's like stumbling to the car yeah. and like he can barely he drops the keys and like Cassie's like get in the car, it's our dad, and well, and Lexi's like freaking out, like crying. There's that backstory. Her the, in the backstory, it shows how the last time Cassie saw her dad was when he was breaking into the house to steal jewelry, and then in episode five, when Rue when Rue comes over on drugs and they're just having a little get together. She goes in the bathroom, steals jewelry from, <gasps> Oh my uh, God. That's so right. It's, so it's like that. That's a parallel there where like, yes, uh, they're having to see this happen twice. That scene, dude, the whole, okay. So go back to the moms, that sequence where Rue goes to Cassie's home to yeah. uh, Lexi's home. That's okay. She goes to Cassie's home. Sure. But it's really, she goes to Lexi's home, right? Lexi's yeah. her friend. And so she goes to Lexi's home. And she sees Lexi's mom, and Lexi's mom, who's kind of a, a little bit of a lush, right? She's a fish. She loves to drink. And she's just like, hey, Rue, how's it going, sweetie? Yeah. And Rue's like, I'm good. And she's like, you feeling all right? You and, you know, terrible. whatever. Yeah, and she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. You know, whatever. And then, and, then, and then she goes, oh, go freshen up, honey. And then Rue goes back behind her, and then she walks by her daughter, and she's just like, oh, that girl's in trouble. Like that was so well done by that yeah. actress. That, that was really fantastic. Good. I was literally <clears throat> Cassie's mom watching Cassie's yeah. mom watching the play is how I watched season two going. <laughs> That's that was me. literally me. 
Yeah, that's that's how it was. I kept yeah. saying that's me when I kept looking at Nate banging dudes. Well, it's uh, that never happened. Or not Elliot. It's a uh, cat's boyfriend whose name I don't remember who plays both Nate and their mo- Cassie and Lexi's mom. Oh, uh, his, Ethan. 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 Yes. Who again? Dude. That, that character remains like he's he's from a he's from a regular show, and he just like he's from another he's in. another totally he's, another show. He's from a, a show that's on ABC, and he just he's like, on a show that's on Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah exactly. he's on a Disney Channel show or a TBS show. No, the, the great thing here here's what I love about Ethan. Ethan has the worst like season, right? He's literally. Cat's love like interest as they say in Wikipedia. He's he but more realistically, he's just Cat's shadow. And yeah. and Cat is Maddie's shadow, as I said earlier. So he's playing third shadow, and it's total bullshit. It's a totally weak role. I think I mean if the goal was to make us like Ethan and hate Cat, then the then the mission accomplished, Sam. But it did, wait, no, but so when they, so when you get that episode, season or sorry, season two, episode seven, um, when Cat breaks up with Ethan, you are totally on Ethan's side. You're like, this is fucking bullshit. And he says very briefly, so I missed like, you know, uh, uh, rehearsal for this or something like that. Cause like, he's like, he's like, I had to like, you know, not go to rehearsal. He made it sound like super important. Like I needed to be here. Yeah. And there's there there th- two roles in choreography. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, and then you find out later how much the character of Ethan is in the play yeah. and how important he is in the play. He's playing the mom. He's playing Nate. He even has the Nate mole. He even puts the mole on his body to be Nate. <laughs> That's the I best. Didn't dude. That, yeah. And then, and then they go on to have a full on male orgy in like, yeah. in like slightly to, nude uh, colored to, uh, football pants. Yes. I need a hero. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Dude, that was amazing. And I just keep thinking, like, there's no way this is ever happening in any high school. This would have been shut down so quickly. The dudes are all gyrating and humping each other. They they paid for it pretty heavily. It was fantastic. It was great. I thought it was, I was loving it. And then, like, I I love that uh, you got to see, like, the crowd's reaction to this, but it was all set up in episode seven. This is from the trailer Uh, to Loki. When, uh, uh, yeah, it is in Loki. That's right. Um, uh, when uh, Lexi is like, is like, you know, being ta- is talking to Fez, and and she's like, yeah, do you think it's okay? I do this play? Fez is like, yeah. I mean, she's like, but what if you're like in the like in the play, watching the play happen, and your character's in the play? He goes, oh, it depends on how my characters are, are seen. You know, I guess yeah. is how I would how I would perceive it. Yeah. Anyways, and then you go on and you watch how all these characters perceive them themselves. Actually, that conversation the is that, that goes further. She she says. Uh, some people, you know, might get their feelings hurt. And, and Fez is like, well, you know, sometimes people need to get their feelings hurt. And I was like, oh, well, that that's like the theme of the play, basically. It is. That's right. Oh, my God. It's totally right. Dude, you uh, got to turn the music off. <laughs> Bonnie Tyler's getting in the way. <laughs> yeah, I love Bonnie Tyler. Um, but, yeah, I thought, I mean, there was, it was the, the, the play is, is almost... You could break it down on its own. It's the fact fantastic. that it gets two episodes is insane. It's like it is, but here's the thing: when it first starts, and you and your and your concept of the play is like, okay, the play is going to be the retelling of events through Lexi's eyes, and it's going to be kind of the narrator, right? And then you you watch you actually watch the play, and the way it flashes to and from the actual event, and then to Lexi's version of it. And you seen the people in that moment watch themselves on on stage. Yeah. 
even but if also, they're only the shadows of themselves, the, the, that's fantastic. Well, the fact that the school has such so many people audition for the play that they are able to get very accurate representations, so you always yes. knew who yes. you were watching, and they can cut between the play and the real version. And you <laughs> actually, can still kind of follow what was going on. Yeah, you could. They were able to cast. Cassie looked like Cassie. Yeah, the Rue looked like Rue. Fortunately, that high school. By the way, it takes place in East Highland, a fictional town in anywhere USA. Although, LA, right? Very clearly shot in LA. No, no, it it takes place like wherever. It doesn't take place in LA. No, it's not. Wait, no way. That no, the show takes place in LA. No, because the city that that uh, Jules takes a train to is clearly meant to be like a New York, based on when we see it. So it's like. She's taking the train to New York. No, I I think it's like American Beauty work. Like it could take place anywhere, but if you're from LA, you can tell. Like all the license plates uh don't say California on them. They just they just say like license plate or something. <laughs> like they don't do they, they don't really? State. Yeah. So they, they went through the trouble of changing all the license plates just to keep it ambiguous. But I mean the use like the opening, like I I you know, we, we see a strip club in the uh the very first scene of you know, season one where uh, in the valley, Graham, yeah, it, it, I was like, oh, that's Oddball's cabaret. I immediately saw it in the interior. In the exterior was her driving away. This is Oddball cabaret. I'm like, it didn't change. By the way, terrible strip club. Uh, only, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's, I've seen girls there who have visible stab wounds. Oh my it's not God. a place to go to. Uh, Sounds and, hot. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, it was available for filming and like frank's restaurant appears i was like i was spotting la all, all over the season so i they didn't really care to, to not use la locations but oh no they, the uh, whole episode where ruse running away from the cops just felt literally like her running oh, yeah, around no, la no, I, I, that, that was yeah that, that was that was in the valley i was like i know where exactly i i actually i shouldn't say this but very close to me appears in that the 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 I live close enough to the house <clears throat> where she like that's having like a quinceanera and she runs through it. I'm like, oh, OK, that's over there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow, nice. In fact, I think I remember I filming because ha- filming happens in L.A. everywhere all the time. If you're any residential street, you see filming. But I think I specifically saw them filming before yeah, that scene because uh, it was during COVID. So everyone was wearing masks and that. That whole scene, like all the shots are actually dollies. Like they actually laid down dolly tracks for a chase throughout a city. That took time. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a full like movie shoot right there. That's not a TV shoot. Well, and they, and it was on film. Like the only stuff that was not on was uh, digital was like the really stylized stuff or the fourth wall shit where Lexi's doing a making of documentary for the movie show in her mind which i mm-hmm. hated by the way i was just like this is this is this is judd apatow calling sam levinson and being like you give you give my daughter what she wants or you're not going to, <laughs> you're not going to get a third season I control, he's, he's british <laughs> i can i control warner brothers i made pete davidson a star oh my god it's true he did i wish he would I say something more like i have a certain set of skills <laughs> Liam Neeson? Yeah, just go into that. Anyways, um, I th- I love the play. It's so fantastical. It's so over the top. It's so ridiculous. The Euphoria title screen for the first play, I was like, oh, we're we're gonna be in this play for a while, aren't we? And uh, I didn't expect yeah. two episodes, but I knew that whole episode was gonna be the play. No, uh, I didn't either. I definitely did not think it was gonna be two episodes. And um, 
Um, I I noticed that like season one, it, it, the title card was always Euphoria font on black. Yeah. And then season two, it it was that for like two or three episodes, and then they just stopped, and they're like fucking yeah, Euphoria this, the text. Five one Euphoria comes in like seventeen minutes into the episode. And it just so comes over her like running place. through the gutter or something like yeah. that, or running down the street or something like that. And it was just yeah. like euphoria. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. When it really, are when, we, are, when it really I, starts up. And then there's that chase that, where she breaks into that house where it's like, uh, there's a dog. That, that's the only levity in that entire episode is, is her breaking into the house because the do- like, dog's going to attack her, but it's actually friendly. Hmm. And she guesses the, uh, the code is 1111. <laughs> yeah. Pound or whatever. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, steals all the jewelry, and, and it's like you know, the, the it had a uh, uh, Ferris Bueller vibe to it, except way dark in the implications. Yeah, not like uh, Spider Man Homecoming, where it was like literally Ferris Bueller's playing on a TV as yeah. Spider Man runs through a backyard. The yeah, <laughs> Spider Man wasn't uh, going through fentanyl on withdrawal, fentanyl. And running from the cops who were rightfully you know <laughs> chasing her for uh, should have been. Breaking and ro- breaking and entering and robbery. Or, Can you imagine uh, that if you had a Spider-Man Euphoria, like if Spider-Man was told through the lens of Euphoria? I have trouble. Wa- I mean, I during uh, what's what's the last one? Far from home? No. No way home. No way home. I was just like, Peter, come on. You know she's got drugs problems. Be nicer. You know. Like, <laughs> now, now now you're wiped. She's already addicted. She's already addicted to fentanyl, her. and now you're gonna wipe her memory. <laughs> What if she yeah, forgets she stopped did it doing fentanyl? <laughs> That's great. Oh my god. Uh what did you wow. think of uh some of the things that 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 here's just some random things that the the um yeah. montage of famous paintings and movie scenes uh that Rue imagines her having with uh Jules. What do you think about that? Say again, a what? There's that, that part where she's like, I love Jules. I love Jules so much. And then it like you see like famous paintings reenacted with Jules and Rue and uh, oh, yes. from movies. They do Titanic. They do uh yeah. broke back. I loved it. Uh, mountain. I uh, love the broke back one the most. I think uh, they do Romeo and like, no, they don't do Romeo. Let's do it. I, I don't, I don't remember. remember. I, I know that people noticed that Rue was the, the character who dies in all of the reenactments. No way. Yeah. So she's yeah. Jack. She's Jack. She's, uh, Jack Gyllenhaal, uh, wait, who dies? No one dies in Brokeback. No one dies in Brokeback. One of them dies? Wait, does someone die in Brokeback? I just remember they fell in love, and it was so beautiful. One of them dies, and whichever one it was, it was the one Rue played. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's right. I guess, then. Yeah, because the movie ends with uh, uh, Heath Ledger uh, looking at the jacket in his closet and then you're just reading the wikipedia the you just you just no, 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 I remember the bo- that. you just scrolled trying the bottom to, of i'm wikipedia. trying to actually I'm, i saw I your I actually, eyes scrolling wikipedia no i actually know that ending i actually like brokeback mountain a lot but um i don't remember if he died funny enough let me see if i can if it says does he say later a 19 year old alma jr arrives at ennis's trailer to tell him that she is engaged she asks his blessing and invites him to the wedding after some message agrees once alma jr leaves ennis Enos goes to the closet where the two shirts hang together. See, that's what I was saying. Though now Enos's shirt is outermost. Next to them, tacked to the closet door, is a postcard of Brokeback Mountain with tears in his eyes. He stares at the mementos and says, Jack, I swear. And I thought he drove off in the background, if I recall. 
Uh, Enos is uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, what happens to Jack? Uh, so uh, it's, Jack yeah. Jack died from an accident from drowning in his own blood after a car tire exploded in his face. Dude, that's how I keep thinking. I'm going to die. He also plays Patrick Swayze in Ghost, reenacting the uh, <gasps> thing, and there's another one. I love that they make Rue the Butch. Oh, and, and, and there's the photo of, of <clears throat> they reenact a photo of John and, and Yoko, and, and, and Rue was John Lennon, who got shot, of course. So, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, pe- people were saying that that's foreshadowing the fact that Rue is the one who dies in the relationship, which I think is weird, because I always kind of thought Jules would be the one who dies, and that Rue has to like deal with that, kind of like ordinary people. I mean, where the, no- the more normal one commits suicide. Rue is definitely one has to deal with it. Yeah, okay, for sure. Like I get that. Spoilers, like, spoilers for ordinary people. Rue is is in my eyes is very sabotaging, self sabotaging. Spoilers. Um, and I can see it making sense for that character to die. No question. Uh, when it comes to Jules in season one, her character is so free. Yeah, and. Uh, not innocent, but just so free and exposed. Um, that uh, I feel like in reality, uh, when we become so free and ex- so exposed, we tend to not pay attention to our um security, uh, our surroundings, our environment, maybe, and I. And I would have gotten from season one that, yes, Jules would have been more likely the one to have died. But having seen season two, well, yeah, um, no, no, they seem to it's be. definitely not that route at all, for sure. Yeah, I feel like the packed on happy ending voiceover, I mean, it, it doesn't undo the, all the foreshadowing throughout the season that bad things await Rue. So if, if the... Dude, if the but the show has to probably, I mean, again, Sam Levinson's writing this thing going like, do I get a third season? Oh, I get four more seasons? You know, he never knows. Right. You got to deal with that. Yeah. That's, why, that's, why, that's why Breaking Bad ends like three times, because like season five is an ending, because they didn't know yep. if they get a season six. Yep. Even um, even season two is an ending. Yeah. Season two, even season one is kind of an ending. Yeah, season one is an ending. Um, I guess... Um, yeah, I guess for Sam Levinson, he would need to know really like how much paper he has to write on, right? Yeah. Like he needs to know where to go with the, how long, and then he could probably craft it. Uh, not knowing whether you have another season and then having COVID, obviously, must be very yeah. And then your company, you know, and then limiting. after COVID, your company merges with Discovery and shows are woke shits just getting axed across the board. It is. Oh yeah, that conservative fucking boss they got now, dude. Even even there's even regime change at Disney. It's not the top Disney, but like there's been some 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 woke purging. Um, I know that the there's a there's a new what is the fucking series Santa? Is it just called the Santa Claus? But the Claus is spelled wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a new one on Disney Plus with 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 Tim Allen. It's like, wait a minute, you you fired Tim Allen for being conservative and replaced him with Chris Evans, but now you're bringing back Tim Allen for Disney Plus is like a an olive branch. What the hell? There's a new Santa Claus. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Disney plus uh, movie. And Santa it will Claus. be coming out this Christmas. Yeah. 
Oh my god, that's fantastic! What do you what do you what do you find there? You seem to be googling. Are you just googling Alexander Daddario nude? Are you okay? <laughs> no, Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. I'm looking it up. I wanted it, I wanted to see. I love the Santa Claus. I love Santa Claus three. The yeah. Escape Clause. It's that's called my the favorite. Santa Clauses. It comes to Disney. Oh no, it's a series. <gasps> it's a series. There's, there's, a series, of course. But I'm sure it's a limited eight episode series, just like Hawkeye and everything else. Uh, let's see how many episodes. Four Santa Clauses. Santa Clauses, and yeah, you get the first episode November sixteenth. So, if you ever liked the Santa Claus and the first movie and wanted no. more of that, not get number two and go right to number three. I've I've only seen the first one when I saw it in theaters as a kid. Cal uh, Penn's in the in the TV show. Good for him, dude. I love Obama. Cal Penn. He's every Christmas. My, my I watch was just Cal Penn. There's evidence that Disney Plus is starting to reach out to. Uh, uh, conservatives they previously shunned. Apparently, there's rumors that they're trying to get Gina Carano back to the Star Wars world, uh, too. But she's, you know, because she has a, a three movie deal with Daily Wire, but it doesn't mean she can't do uh, movies for other studios. It's just like they, they're trying to make good to some of the people who I think enough of the public sees is like you fired Gina Carano for saying. COVID was kind of like Nazis and Nazis are bad, but you framed the it photo. as it was a, a photo, right? Nazi tweets. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was how Variety reported it. Gina Carano fired off from Disney after pro Nazi tweets. And it's like, right. And she, and it was, it was, a, that, I mean, it was, it was either Variety or THR was one of them, but it's like, yeah. And it's like, no, the tweet was clearly not pro Nazi. And it seems like, a lot of people who are still working at Disney have said more extreme stuff. Uh, James, I mean, you you had oh the biggest high profile was Chuck Wendig, the uh, the the sci fi writer who was like put in charge of uh, Star Wars books after the Disney acquisition, where they just did a clean slate and it's like all oh, the other books never happened. They're Star Wars legends. Uh, a bunch of Cameron Thors. Is that what you're saying? There's a bunch of Cameron Thors. But no, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about. Uh, no, he was he he no no uh Chuck Wendig was uh he was just really really liberal. He didn't do anything illegal. He just would would frequently tweet about how like Republicans should be lined up against the wall and shot. And oh, uh, it took it took I a see. basically it took like a, a a long enough time where he a collection of his most sauciest tweets trended on Twitter and Disney finally had to fire him. And that was that blew up during Kavanaugh, so it was kind of like swept under the rug that like Disney had like basically Antifa, an avowed Antifa, full on you know liberals get the bullet too kind of thing, kind of kind of guy uh, running their their books uh, for Star Wars. Whoa! And it's like that's the only time someone has get fi- gotten fired for being too extreme liberal wise, but on the right side you get. I mean, not even on the right. You Tim Allen and, and Gina Carano being high-profile ones, but I mean, remember when we were all like, "Is Letitia Wright gonna be allowed to come back?" She didn't get vaccinated, and now, like, when's the last time you heard about that dilemma? She's apparently Black Panther now, so she's the new Black. Oh, Panther. Oh, dude, I don't really. think she's the only Black. I know Panther. you. Th- I think- you think you think that's a fake out or something? But I think they're all Black. I think I think it's gonna be a bunch of Black Panther women, and they're all they're all Bat women. I could see it being Angelica, not Angelica Houston. Um, what's her name? I think it's Deny. I think no, it's Lamont. probably. Oh, Ramonda. Angela Bassett? Yep. There you go. 
Angelica Houston is white, so that wouldn't be her. And she's dead. Both great actresses, though. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Wait. Euphoria. What else we got? We got anything else you want? Tons. Say? Oh my god, we barely got into jewels. I feel like. Jesus Christ. Okay. Both well, it's eleven forty. Okay. What other characters are there in this season that we should probably uh, review? Elliot. I think we got it through Elliot. Um, I really I like Elliot. You don't. Lexi. Uh, Fezco, Nate, um, Cal. Oh my god. I love the scene with Fezco and Cal. I just say that that we're. we're Nate, pl- oh, when Nate has been playing Cal. Ashley beating yeah. the fuck out of Cal? Yeah, well, and Cal, Cal's there because between episodes, Nate told them that for some somehow Fez has the uh, CD when he, of course, knows it's mad. He's, he's, just, he's just doing it to fuck with Cal, basically, which breaks Cal, kind of, and then he, he goes on his totally bisexual bender, basically, where he goes to a bar Wait. and wants to wrestle. He want, oh, dude, yeah. He wants I, I, I will say that I have put... Uh, Sinead O'Connor's "Let's Have a Drink Before the War" on my. Playlist. I love that song. Yeah, uh, I've never heard it before. The for its use here, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, uh, that's a great song. Um, she just oh, sp- oh speaking girl. of my playlist, one of my one of the uh, songs I have on my playlist that I uh, I've always had on my playlist is a is is a little thing called "Life at the Outpost," and I have played that music video on this podcast. I played that song on this on this podcast before. The music. No, this is this is not it though. Um, it's by the Scat Brothers, Scat Bros. And um, I also uh, uh, love that there's another song uh, that they have, and and it's for actually the movie um, Cruising, which is about um, gays and uh, and Al Pacino with the gays, and Al Pacino loves the gays. Um, a, that should that, that should be the IMDb description. It absolutely should be the IMD uh, description. Um, the uh, the film, um, uh, or not the film, the music video for Scat Brothers is called Walk the Night. is fantastic. Um, I highly recommend it. Also, the music video for Life at the Outpost. Euphoria, at least? No, Life at the Outpost is used in Euphoria. So what's great is when Cal is kicked out of yeah. the bar, in the background, when you hear in the bar, all of a sudden that's playing when they stop playing his song, they start playing Life at the Outpost. They start playing this song. Who rock? Who rock? So not gay. Sheila. It's frequently breaking. Anyways, it, it, it's breaking out in, in and out, so it's not. I don't know if that's your playback anyways, or your microphone. It, it, it's probably the fact that's playing over my own microphone. But anyways, that's definitely not it. Life at the Outpost is fantastic. It's one of my favorite fucking like homoerotic, like like male centric fucking music videos. It is the best thing you've ever heard. <laughs> no, you should be playing something different. I forget what. Uh, there you go. Yeah, it's back to this. I always love hit the music. Yeah. Dress to kill. You know it's good. <laughs> Dress to kill. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I wake up every day. Dress to kill. Anyways, I just thought I was blown away. I have never heard Gap Brothers in anything other than in Cruz in Cruising, the Al Pacino uh, movie. Um, but uh, by William Friedkin. But um, to see. In my favorite show of all time, Euphoria, and to see Cal get kicked out of the gay club, and then to hear life at the you can't be gay yeah, at the club anymore. But to hear life at the outpost playing 
it just gave me the hardest erection I've ever had. Now, we should really get into Cal. The entire episode four, Cal's episode, is quite literally an in excess, like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, wet dream. It is so much in excess in that, in that music, in that, in that episode. It is the best. It's like, wait, what, two, three in excess songs? Mixed with Red Seven's heartbeat, mixed with Sinead O'Connor's Drink Before the War, mixed with, I, uh, what was the other one? Um, they mixed um, together. They, they play at different times. No, no, but what was the other one they had? He, that was so fantastic. It was something like, uh, I, I was dancing in a lesbian bar. I've never heard of this song. And it goes, I was was dancing in a lesbian bar whoo whoo and that was like a song I don't, playing I don't, I don't i don't i don't remember the song and i don't believe those are the lyrics so I will, if, dude it's amazing we it's will here. google here it is i was I dancing right here. In a le- okay all right by jonathan right. richmond all right this is not very loud here it is can you really not find a better way to get music on your feed i could try all you have to do is push the share, share screen and then share music as well and just do it on the same computer you're Skyping me with. I can share pick screens? What? It will? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we, last time we shared a screen, it like caused all kinds of chaos. All right. Like that? Go. Oh, no. It's one of those. I was dancing in a lesbian bar. There we go. Let's I hope you pick the, there you go. share audio too. Otherwise, I won't be able to hear it. Oh, I don't know. You tell me if you get it. Do I have to share audio? How do I do that? Click on the little audio button. Are you hearing it? No. Turn up the stream volume. If you click on the little three dots next to the stream, little three, three dots, you can adjust three the volume. Three dots? It should be three dots. What, what, three horizontal dots. What? <laughs> There's no three dots? All right, well, I have the three dots. Hang on. Oh, you don't have them. I don't have them. Or if I do, I don't don't know what the hell I'm doing Oh, yeah, I can see your screen. All right. Stop. Stream quality. Resolution. We're figuring this out live. (laughs) I know how to do it. I've done it. I've I've done it to you. Can you see my screen right now? What do you Mm -hmm. see? Do you see it? Push to talk. Voice settings. Too small. My dick's too small. It says my dick's too small, according to Felt. It didn't work. See, I got a huge cock. Yeah, but not like Jeff Strider or Chuck Payton, baby. Strider? Striker, sorry. Striker. See, I got a huge cock. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not a Do real You didn't cool realize boy. that in, in the first episode, the test episode with Noli, the first test episode, which we aired for episode 100, Noli says very early on, what do we call each other? We all need to have like cool names like Striker. No way, that's Let's, right. Yeah, and I'm like, that meant nothing then. There was a striker on K-Rock, which is probably what he was referencing. Uh, all right, I'm going to stop watching because you, you've not been able to figure this out. Hold on, let me, let, me, let, me, let me do it, and then I'll tell you how to do it. I don't even remember how you do it. All right. Oh, I found the three dots. This doesn't say share audio. Share your screen. There's the, oh, yeah, that's right. I've actually just been sharing my screen by, by routing all my uh, audio into a input, so... I don't know that I've ever actually shared screen through Discord. I know how to do to do. I or shared the audio of my screen through Discord. I've shared the screen screen, so I don't know how to do that actually. Um, I do know over Skype, but I don't know over uh, over Beyonce. Beyonce! 
Beyonce. Anyways, Jonathan Richmond, I was dancing lesbian bar. I think he's actually seen this playing while uh, yeah, let's fucking go back. Hunter's on screen. Up, wrap, wrap up. Oh my god. I'm just getting started. Well then we're then next week is part two of Euphoria. We Euphoria. I don't, yeah, I don't want to do a three-hour episode. We're already at two hours and thirty-four minutes. We need to be wrapping up here. Okay. Well, I actually guess I'm I'm um done. Uh let's see. Next week we oh. can talk about Euphoria more and maybe nope. I, I do have things to say about Nope, but they're not appropriate to say here. Like, see, I no, no. Cock. Oh, uh, really? With Nope? My favorite part of Nope was... Beyonce! Beyonce? I did not <laughs> expect her to make an appearance. Um, okay, we've talked a lot about Lexi, Rue, uh, Nate, Fezco, a, a little bit about Cal, a little bit about Jules and Elliot and all those, right? Um... I gotta say, I really do love Cal's uh, character this season. I love his fuck it uh, attitude he had when he was trying to. Well, it does kind of make you hate him. I I, I certainly got where Nate was coming from. What did he like, do so wrong? I don't understand what Cal did. Was well, so again, bad. some people think he molested Nate. Right. I don't think that happened though. But if that didn't happen, then he he you know it, it wasn't really he do it wasn't like he showed him the porn. He kept it locked. Yeah, he wasn't showing him. It wasn't really, you know like intentional so yeah i mean i, I guess but i guess he, you know he, he goes to jail i guess fesco goes to jail too we don't really know like I, like I, I could see the show because it's so stupid somehow fez gets off <laughs> like he doesn't yep. go to jail because it was all ashtray. ashtray died yeah, yeah ashtray exactly. died yeah hey so okay okay that's something we really we we talked about at the beginning ashtray we never died. really got into ashtray <laughs> yeah oh, i know tell me audience but ashtray dying what did you think what, I mean, it what, was telegraphed what, pretty fucking hard for yeah, a long time. But I you wasn't think? like, oh, really? You were? Yeah. I was more like oh, the whole time. I mean, he goes out like dying. Scarface, basically. Like, what did he think? But was you don't happen? see it. You don't see it. But he's in the bathtub with like 30 guns. <laughs> he's like ready to go. And then he's wait. But then he's laying down. Right. Yeah. And then he went. And when he lays down, he's all like pretending he's dead. And then he pops up and he guns down like that one officer. And then he gets like plowed by a bunch of bullets. But you don't see it. And I didn't, I wanted to see it. I needed to see, to see him die. Child die. I needed to see it. So is that why? Because he was a child? Because he's, he's an actual child, right? Yeah. Oh yeah! If you go to his IM, <laughs> if you go to his IMDb uh, under family, it says children. So he's a child. You're yeah, right. I assume so. <laughs> I have to pee. I have to pee again. Hold on. Give me. Give me. Back on. You were saying he's a children. <laughs> yeah, he's a, well. He he's a 16 year old children. We now know that. <laughs> I'm getting double plays on everything for some reason. <laughs> I love the idea of the audience so happy. He's 16 and his children. Um, all right. Hey, Ashtray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ashtray. Ashtray's dad. <laughs> That's what Sam Levinson thought when he made the monies. It was fucking crazy how Ashtray kills two people this season. And he's like, dude. Here's the he thing. literally Ashtray, doesn't need to in either scenario. Ashtray needed to go. That child, something was wrong with that child. Okay, the dude was just <laughs> killing everybody. He, he, he was at the ready, you know. He seemed calm and level-headed in the previous season. You knew about Bitcoin. He did. 
He did. It, it felt bad though that he, like he just got gunned down by the cops. It's almost as if it was needless. I didn't think the cops needed to shoot him dead. They should have just all died. <laughs> the cops, the cops should have all died. The more you know. <laughs> yep, Ashley. Right. Sam Levinson, let's, money, let's money, money. Let's, let's wrap up tonight, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll come back to Euphoria as we remember. I feel the like we won we're gonna night. come back to Euphoria forever. Okay, um, of course. Now that I'm now gonna that watch season three much more closely. At I, I, this cool point, boy audience, here, here. It's time. Spoiler? Forever. <laughs> that that spoiler theme for Euphoria is now in perpetuity. It it's is. Time. Um, it's time. Yeah, it never ends. I love Cal. I think Cal is my favorite character to be. I think Nate's my Jesus, favorite. You want to fuck favorite. men and women? Yeah, but Nate's my favorite character to fuck, which but makes it very weird. Little, what, it always makes me. little party at the construction site with like the the. the the gay boys and there's just like one weird dude in the bathrobe and there's like a hot girl who looks dude, like a skank. That it's looked like, like a lot of fun. That looked like a fun party. <laughs> it did. I thought that was a lot of fun. And Nate crashed it like an asshole. With a and gun. Cool. Yeah, with, with a gun, gun. Which was loaded this time because remember he he he. Dude, what a great way to tease women is put a fake gun to your head or a gun that's not loaded and just keep pulling the trigger until they promise they won't do anything or tell you yeah, where their, that was, their thing that was, is. That was a very, we're like, that's dark that's, bond. I could see, I could see that being some, not that bond would be yes! specifically that, but I was that, like, that, yes, we, that's he, a bond that, moment. That's a very manipulative scene. And, and, uh, and then of course he, he's honest with Jules more or less. He does lie that it's the only copy. He loves Jules. But he admits he, yeah. to that though. He admits to that in this season. He admits that he, he actually loves Jules and all those things he said to her in those text messages were real. For and sure. when you watch that episode back, it makes sense because they sound real. It sounds like Nate's happy. Yeah. Even though he's doing that just to fuck with Jules in the end, because he's an asshole, he does sound happy when he's flirting with her and, yeah. and virtual dating her. Yeah. And but I mean, it definitely because I I questioned that in our first spoiler cast, and you were like, "No, he loves her," and I was like, "Yeah, no." But then it's like it's pretty clearly made clear. Yeah, this is even Fesco, like the the wisest character, says that the cow is like, "You mean your son who's in love with ghouls?" Yeah, and cows does, is like, yeah. I have no idea what's going on, what is happening. Uh, yeah, no, everything with Nate manipulating uh, Maddie specifically to get rid of her because he can't because he she she still has the tape or the cd is it, it is weird to think of cds like he gives the uh, CD involved when nate gives the, the the cd to jules and she like is able to watch it and i'm like no 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 girl no 17 year old girl in 2018 has a fucking cd drive in a computer what's the last laptop you had that had a built-in cd drive but her she just exactly she, she pushes a button it's like Pops out of her fucking Sony Vio from 2018 that has a built-in CD drive. You know the PS5 doesn't even. Uh, not, no, not the PS5. The PS4 did not have CD re, uh, CD support. It was the PS3 was the last one to actually be able to read uh, CDs. Nobody noticed. I never knew. I never knew the PS4 couldn't play CDs because I never put a CD in my my, my, my PS4. Did you put a, a, P, a CD in your PS4 and that's how you found this out? Or how'd you find no, this out? No, no, I, 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 I just, I forget where I was. Wikipedia reading about PlayStation 5 or its specs and its laser. 
And it was like, oh, this laser doesn't do CDs. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't? I guess that's uh, that's weird. And then I looked up, wait, that's the PS4, weird. Look up the PS4. The PS4 didn't support CDs. The Dude, PS3 I would have just last... assumed a laser is a laser and could read the information off of the optical disc, regardless of what kind of optical no, disc because, it is. Because it's it's a it's a spectrum of width, and it's it, it costs more money to make it more versatile, oh. and so it's, it's cost effective just to, to make one that can read. Obviously, the PS5 can, I believe, still read DVDs, but it can't definitely can't do C. The PS4 obviously can do DVDs, but yeah, I mean, like when I was had a PlayStation, it was my dedicated CD player. When I had mm-hmm. a PS2, it was one of my DVD players, although it was a pretty shitty DVD player. But uh, yeah, like I, I, I ne- no one ever noticed. Like no one has ever mentioned the fact that the PS4 didn't have uh, CD support. And yet, Jules wow. handled. It says CD, compact disc. Yeah, it's not a writeable. It's not a uh, readable writable DVD. Because the and idea yet- is that Cal's technology is dated as fuck because it would be for a person in his type of role. He wouldn't update his home machine yeah, that often. Yeah, presumably he was, he, he, it goes back to at least, you know, the early aughts, like 2002 yeah. to three when he started cheating on his wife. Before and started Cal recording was born. it. Yeah, so, so like CDs Nate. make sense. But like, I mean, he, he, if he handed it to Jules, Jules would have been like, I have no way of accessing this data. <laughs> That's what Neither did Maddie, right? Because Maddie also watched it immediately. When she got it, she was like, "Holy fuck!" When she like watched yep. it on her fucking laptop, and it's like, no laptops have CD drives anymore. So wait, did Maddie? Do you think Maddie uh, copied the material, or do you think she left it on the CD? And I didn't don't touch think it? she did. I don't think that's gonna come up again. Um, but Nate did. Only reason I thought she did was because it was kind of like it's left unsaid. But then once it was established, Nate did to the copied it to the USB. I was like, okay, maybe that Natty thing is just bogus well, then, because Nate's the one who did it. The dynamic that happens throughout the season is that Nate, Nate now is in love with Cassie. That's confirmed through Zendaya's omniscient uh, voiceover, where mm-hmm. she knows everything. Uh, which you know, a lot of people theorize that her voiceover comes when she's in heaven or a ghost. Yep. That's how the the voiceover knows everything. Because there's a point where in this voiceover this season where she goes, of course, I didn't know any of that shit. And it's like, oh, I, modern Zendaya Rue doesn't know these things, but there's a voiceover that knows everything. But she s- says that uh, Nate loves his love of Cassie, but Nate still knows that Maddie has the, the CD, so he has to woo Maddie or get close enough to her to get it back so he can be with Cassie but Cassie's mad at Nate for having to, she doesn't even know why he's going back to Maddie and mm-hmm. Maddie, of course, when she finds out in the the fifth episode about the affair, just kind of goes like nuclear. Uh, and that, mm-hmm. that's why he has no choice, but to do the gun stunt. Uh, so like, and, and, like there's that scene where um, at the, in the pool when he gets in the jacuzzi and, and, and uh, some cat like asks like, so you guys back together and and he's like she's she says no immediately and he goes no and she's like why did you say, why did you say no like why did you say, yeah why did you she, say no she's arguing at him and you actually feel bad for Nate in that scene I <laughs> felt ba- bad for up. Nate every time he was in the in the same scene with Cass uh, not Cassie uh, uh Maddie. Maddie yeah um wait wait uh, Maddie was uh, scary this season she is a different character yeah she's like <laughs> she's definitely she's very a- scary wait go back a bit um what you're talking about rue's uh narration yeah so 
I kind of thought that. I don't remember if I said anything about that, but I kind of thought that back in season one. Uh, I thought that's why I even connected with her dying at the end of season one, possibly. Um, yeah, Sunset Boulevard, American Beauty kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. The the but um. She narrates her own death. What what kind of breaks that for me, and it makes it hard to, uh, I guess, connect it to that perspective that her her narrations from heaven, is that when she's in season one, when she's in season one and she's doing the the detective episode, she's kind of like doing that fake film noir episode. Yeah. The um the she's in she's with Lexi. Yeah, the fantasy stuff where, like, that's the voiceover character because it knows things. Yeah, she brings Lexi into that one. She brings Jules into the dick pic one. She brings Elliot into the uh, cover drug thing. And they even mentioned the dick pic one, right? They're like, oops, that was from from last season. There's there's, there's a lot of hard cocks. Oh, my God, that hard cock uh, in the the early scene at at Oddball Cabaret where uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Fez's grandmother shoots. Guy's getting a blowjob, and you see his hard dick. She shoots him. She shoots him in both legs, and I was like, yep. "I'm gonna see a dick get shot off," but I didn't. There's a lot. Yeah, of I thought you were gonna see a dick shot off. Yeah, I, I thought, thought you were gonna see I, a dick. So I, well, I mean, they did that. It's an obviously intentional. It's it's uh, whatever Ryan Johnson did, defying ex- no. Uh, what's it? Uh, uh, where you go against expectations, but the Ryan Johnsoning. There's a lot of that. Ryan Johnson, what? But just, just like I mean, there was so much reckless driving. People are constantly drinking. Cal and Nate are both constantly drinking beers while driving at reckless speeds. That. No one gets in a car accident. The only car accident is Rue calls is when she crosses that street, um, which is Lancashire, by the way. Uh, Was it and, really? Yeah, no, I know exactly where that 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 intersection is, um, and. Uh, she, she crosses the street when it's like you know, heavy traffic and calls the car accident, but nobody who's driving Nate never, I, I kept thinking Nate was going to crash. He never crashes. He's just driving around the city, drinking beer. I love while it. driving. I love these pounding beers. He's listening to Orville Peck. Well, that's, that, that's, where, that's where I like when, when Nate shows up and he's like with Cassie and he's just like dr- drinking. And then he starts dr- driving over like 120 miles an hour. Uh, and, and she's like spills beer on herself and she takes her panties off and gets out the window. I'm like any other scene, there would be a hard cut you know, crash and smash and, you know, mm-hmm. but no, they just, they arrive at their destination unarmed, unharmed and they're fucking the bathroom. And that Dude, creates so a, many a teams tense are gonna 20 minutes, now? 20 minute scene where Cassie's stuck in the, to- in the, uh, in the bathtub while people come in and take shits. Yeah, eventually that one guy takes a shit and she like gets up and leaves or whatever in the yeah. middle of it. Yeah, he's like, "You're hot, but I'm gonna still gonna take a shit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I enjoyed this season. I thought I had a good time with it. I think I think subverting um, I, expectations. Is that That's what you're thinking of? Yeah, there was a lot of subverting expectations in terms of car driving and gu- uh, guns. Like there's a gun. Defying the, expectations. Gu- the gun. Subverting expectations. Like, Nate carries a gun around for like three episodes, but ne- the gun never goes off. Yeah, the, only time, the gun. only time there's yeah, well, there is a gun, and it's the one that uh, kill. The only time a gun finally goes off is when it kills uh, Ashtray. Oh, a few of those guns go off to kill Ashtray. <laughs> Yay! Um, <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, they he Sam Levinson defies 
and subverts the expectation of Chekhov's gun. Yes. Right? Like, that gun was expected to be utilized on Jules, right? Or on Maddie. Yeah. Or on Cassie. And it, it wasn't used on anyone other than on Nate. And it even when it was used on Nate, it was m- manipulated to not work. Right? It was very... Yeah, that's interesting. Um, All right. I, I, mean, ca- I kind of wish, though... Before. We should probably wrap up soon. We so. should wrap it up. I do kind of wish... That we had more of a of a uh, of a structure to season three or, to, or sorry season two um, that was a little bit more of, of following the characters. I do like the way that they they did like meld everything and all the storylines. But I kind of what I liked more about season one's episodes was that it felt like it not it was not only very specifically about a character, but each episode was very specifically aimed. Had a very particular theme. Well, it felt like oh, season one. You mean season, season one? Not. Yeah, season two. Yeah, the theme things out the door. No, the season season two is generally a theme about like depression, addiction, anxiety, dating, right? Teenage. I think you know, I think the theme of season two. I would put it as uh, trauma in the past. Like, d- doesn't go away. You may be done with the book, but the book ain't done with you. Oh my God! That is all what David quote, Gordon Ricky Green was Jay's trying to do. Voiceover from Magnolia, by the way. That's, uh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's that's where. Wait, the, 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 Ricky Jay? Who is that? Is that Tom? No, Ricky Jay is uh, the the name of the actual guy, the 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 guy who's the narrator of of Magnolia. He's like a camera guy in Boogie Nights. He's a professional magician, and he was really good friends with Paul Thomas Anderson. He's not. He died too. He's also in Deadwood uh, as uh, the assistant to. Uh, uh the competing uh brothel oh really yeah he's a deadwood he's a major character ricky j. oh my god if you google ricky Wait. j you go oh that guy okay but he, he's he, but I'm, I'm just quoting his voiceover from magnolia he has nothing to do with you for <laughs> ricky j he's a white guy yeah beard kind of fat no he's a beard fat yeah all right, Ricky, Ricky, Jay, how are you not finding? Oh, that! Oh my God, that guy! He was a poker player. He was a poker player. He was a magician. He was an actor. I mean, I don't even know. He's probably one of those Wikipedia pages that just like really. He's uh, he's dead. Yeah, he died. He died in 2018. Uh, was an American stage magician, actor, and writer. In a uh, let's see, uh, his acting uh, credits include, yeah, he's in The Prestige, Spanish Prisoner, Mystery Men, Heist, Boogie Nights, Tomorrow Never Dies, State in Maine, House of Games, uh, Magnolia, and the HBO series Deadwood. He's the narrator he's, he's the guy, of Magnolia? He's, he's, the, he's the, the, the voice of, of Magnolia, yeah. He's the voiceover. Now that you say that, I hear it, especially when he talks about the frogs. I'm hearing it in my head. He never actually, oh mentions, he never actually mentions the frogs. Doesn't he? No. No, he don't. No, no. I guess he doesn't. But he talks about all the stuff, all the quizzes in the beginning, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's where most of his dialogue is. Yeah. He said at the, at the at the end when he's wrapping up everyone. I think it's over Philip Baker Hall's character. Okay. Says, and the book says, uh, and you might say the book. Wait, I mean, you. All right, hold on. That's at the that's the frogs, isn't it? That's the frogs moment. The frogs is at the end, isn't it? Uh, the Magnolia. Yes. Gifted uh, yeah. magician. 
as the book says, I think it's a quote from the Bible, you might be done with the past, but the past isn't done with you. I think that that's kind of the, the a good phrase for the season two of, of Euphoria, because it's all about how past trauma, you can't you can't get away with it. Like, you can't get rid of it. Um, and, like, that's Rue's character. Is that the very end, in the, uh, when the play is cutting back, the very last episode, we find out that the red hoodie she's been wearing the entire time oh, yeah. is her dad's hoodie. Her dad's, yeah. Uh, and that, that ultimately is where, and they also it makes it clear that that's when she started doing hard drugs. That was the trauma she couldn't escape. And if she has to quit, if she's going to quit drugs, she has to deal with the fact that she lost her dad. And that's kind of what the her her play mm-hmm. stuff with in the flashbacks with her and Lexi is, is about. And that's that factors into Cal, how he he never got over the fact that he found a happy life and then had it taken away from him. So yeah, he fucked over uh, over uh, uh, Nate. Nate has that scene with his mom where his, his you know, they're, they're just casually getting drunk in the afternoon and yep. uh, after Cal left and, she, and she's just like, you are the sweetest baby and the sweetest little until, and then you hit like age eight and you just became so full of anger. What happened? Did something eight happen? or nine? Yeah. She's yeah. like eight or nine. Yeah, dude, that was great. Holy shit. That was such a great moment. Cause I, I, like that made these parents, both th- this season made Cal and 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 his wife I don't know her name, um it made them both like such three dimensional people and even though the show's a fantasy like Game of Thrones, it's also making people three dimensional in a lot of ways like Game of Thrones and I love I mean is there there's there's no other Game of Thrones show out on television that I know of. And so moving off from Game of Thrones to Euphoria, I just, that's the proper transition for me. And I don't need anything else. I mean, when, when season seven was, it was our season eight of Game of Thrones was airing you every episode, HBO were like, Hey, we don't do ads because it's a paid service, but we'll make you watch an ad for another show. Every, every fucking episode was like Euphoria, you watch Euphoria. It it really works. yeah, and then season two of Euphoria, every fucking episode was, hey, bunch of white people are on an island. You're going to like this show. Also, uh, the the chick from uh, Big Bang Theory has got a murder thing going on. Um, Is Hunter Schaefer Kaylee in... Kaylee Cuoco? <laughs> the flight attendant. Kaylee Cuoco? Yeah, yeah, the flight attendant, yes. Is, is, is Hunter Schaefer in House of the Dragon? No. No, okay. Why'd you get that from? I could have sworn I saw some actress in House of the Dragon, and no. I was just like, "Oh my no, god, is that her. Hunter Schaefer?" I, I know you're talking about, but no, it's not her. Hunter Schaefer, however, is going to be in the, the Game of Thrones, not Game of Thrones, Hunger Games prequel. So that may be where you're getting it from because they oh, maybe. the games. She has been cast in the Hunger Games uh, prequel trilogy to be directed by Hunter uh, has Francis Lawrence, Sir Francis Lawrence. I love Sir Francis. Um. But there is an actor. The director that of the Nod Your Head music video. <laughs> Nod Dude, your head. I love I love Francis Lawrence. I am Legend. Mm. I am Legend's very good. Uh, Constantine. Constantine's very good. Uh, I have not watched uh, the Hunger Games films. I've seen the first. One, I love so. the Hunger Games. All of he, them. He did so good. like two of them at least. I think. Yeah, he did the last three, which is the That's last three. two books. And then he's um, directing a trilogy for them, and and a character who's a girl, a cis girl in the books, is being played by Hunter Shaver. So this is a question I had. In season two, in season one, uh, spoiler cast, as I asked, will Hollywood cast her as a cis girl? And it seems like for the Hunger Games movie, they are. Or maybe there'll be some like some little acknowledgement where it's like, oh, I took my depot today, you know? <laughs> it's like, okay. They That's play the into it some. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, do you do you think that you would ever fuck Hunter Schaefer? I definitely get a blowjob, but I don't. I I don't know. I feel like when my balls would be touching her her balls, I would just be a little thrown off by it. Yeah, but um, then you get over that, it, right? That that bed cuddle looks pretty good, though. It, uh, yes. Elliot and, and Elliot in between Zendaya and fucking Rue. That, that seems yeah. pretty good. That seemed like that seemed amazing. Yeah, it did. It seemed fantastic. I love no to be one in with an situation. Apple logo tattooed over the eye should fucking get to have that. It should be a, guy in a, a guy in a business suit. <laughs> I'm getting an Apple tattoo over my eye or under my eye for sure after that after the show. Um. So oh, who not, is your and fuck dire, me? And, and dire hair. Oh, my fuck you, me is, is there any fucking debate? It's got to be uh, Sydney Sweeney, but I mean, she's not winning. <clears throat> I, I mean, okay. All right. I don't know. I, I don't know how many we should add to this. Like Lexi and Kat, let's just leave them out of it. But let's, let's do, you know, Maddie, Cassie, Jules, Rue. That's enough. So another That's one. four. Yeah. Maddie, Cassie, Jules, Rue. That's four. So celebrity ass, pussy mouth. Do no, APM no, just, to that plus. <laughs> no, let's just rank them. Let's just do it. Who's your ass? Way. Who's your pussy? Who's your mouth? And who's you doing everything to? Well, I mean, Jules could not, or Hunter Schaefer could not mean my pussy. Now could it? So <laughs> she's got to be so ass or mouth, ass, doesn't she? Ass for sure. Uh, you're doing ass? I do mouth. I'll do mouth for, I'll do I'll mouth. I'll do ass for, on Jules. There's only three. We got four names. No, Is no. Maddie, Jules, Rue, and Cassie. Yeah, that's, that's four. four. Ass, yeah. pussy, mouth so, is three. No, plus, and then plus is all of them. So, okay, I'll go first. So, ass. We're, we're just making our own up this time. We're, Jules. We're, Jules is ass. Now, all these. All pussy. These... <laughs> Zendaya. Mouth. Who's the other one? I don't remember. Uh, you have Maddie. to start over. Maddie. Maddie's mouth. And then all. Cassie. All right. Yeah, Cassie. All right. Cassie would be my all as well. Yep. I guess I'm doing mouth Hunter Schaefer because I'm scared to do ass. Mouth. Oh, you gotta do his. You gotta do her or his ass. Yes. I'm sorry. Oops. <laughs> you get canceled. I'll do. All right. Uh, and then I, I got ass and pussy left for Zendaya yeah. and Maddie. Oh, I do Maddie ass pussy Zendaya. That's pretty easy. That's, that, that was that was pretty easy if you think if you really think about it objectively. No, you got, you got to do you got to do. What did you you did ass. pussy fucking Hunter Schaefer. And you're just gonna see what happens. Ass no ass is Hunter and Maddie's oh. mouth for me. I, I think I I don't. I've known you a long time. You've done things I've seen no man do. You've eaten whole pizzas. You eat you 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 just ca casually Rip trees asked. out of the ground. It, it, you know if you have like do you have anything sweet? I'm like I have a cheesecake and you like. A quarter of the cheesecake was gone next time I checked it. Uh, and I don't know how that happened. because It was playing, frozen. You, you were, it was frozen. And you, were playing frozen. you were playing Battlefield. So you must, because I was, I was assembling furniture and you must have eaten that cheesecake while playing Battlefield. I don't know how you did it. I don't either. Actually, I do know how you did it. You were, you ate the cheesecake while you were waiting for vehicles to spawn. That's how you did it. That's got to be it. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that mystery's been solved years later. <laughs> You've done things I've never seen any man do, but I still think that when you when you see her in doggy style and there's balls and dick hanging down, you'd lose your erection. <laughs> no way. I'm too woke. <laughs> and, and, and there's 
because erections are temperamental. There's there's no there's no amount of trees you could rip out of the ground to make your <laughs> make your erection stay when you're clearly from the back about to fuck a boy's ass. Because that's what a but 23 you, year old is. But you can <clears> get sucked <throat> off easily. Yeah, that's why I put that's why the hundred shaver yeah. clearly mouth. Yeah, that works. I think you might have picked a more accurate, <laughs> realistic situation. Honestly, tr- trannies, tran- trans girls, if they're convincing from top up, because remember, the Adam's apple, the facial feminization, breast implants, or even just uh, uh, natural growth with hormones, because undershavers don't look like implants. Blair Whites are. Um, and so are uh, a lot of the porn stars. Natalie Mars is a questionable Ooh. Um, they're almost like boy tits uh i i like top like trans girls are basically mermaids just treat them like mermaids you don't want to go below the waist with a mermaid it's going to be you don't want to fuck a fish and fi- like a fish vagina you don't want to do that mm. just treat them like mermaids that's why do you th- why do you think the, tra- the the most popular trans rights organization is called mermaids makes sense definitely it plays into it blowjobs only just like Chris. I think, I think um, Hunter Schaefer is just incredibly talented. Um, when it, when it comes to like acting, I'm I, I she is so good. Um, it, it blows my mind. I wonder how much of it is her pulling from her own experiences and how much is acting. But my God, she is so fantastic to watch and and uh, and perform. Um. And and holy shit, are her tits fantastic? It they are just absolutely like perfect tits. They are just the most perfect tits in the fucking whole wide world. She's, she's, and sec- she's second build. She's se- she's second build in it. So after it's Rachel's, so weird. She was Rachel Zegler. Four. Rachel Ziegler. Uh, Hunter Schaefer second build in the Hunger Games. Uh, oh oh, in the Hunger movie, Games. I'm which sorry. by the way is called the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. <gasps> it's about me. That's called the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Oh, it's Still. not about me. Damn. But you, your, your, you, your name is close to ballad, and also you fought snakes. I hate snakes on this podcast. All right, let's wrap I up. I hate I'm snakes. Gonna, I'm gonna push the button. Wait, what does that mean? You push the button. Push the button. Is the audio playing now? Oh, this is the wrong button. Hey, have you seen the podcast's Gmail account yet? Uh, yeah, the podcast is at oh, <laughs> that's our out theme. Uh, the cool boys podcast at gmail.com. Let's we get so many emails from our fans, so uh, many, and read them all in the air. Oh, <gasps> get a lot from uh, too many Reddit, too, too big. Um, Fenton from Judicial Watch for some reason. I don't even, that must have been something you did because I, I don't know Is what he? I would have done that got us on that fucking mailing list. Get a lot of those. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, all right. Bye, Cool Boy Nation. Gmail.com. Gmail, cool Boys Podcast. Gmail.com. I did all right. <laughs> we, we have yeah. to do it. This is so cool. At least in this oh, mix. Yeah. <laughs> Suck oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the best. Who the fucking Dave Johnny? Who the fuck? Oh yeah. <gasps> Are you breathing heavy? <gasps> oh my god. <laughs>
Are you okay? <laughs> oh my god. It's been for a while, isn't it? Best song ever. Alright, now we're in the Easter egg. <gasps> this episode of the Cool Boys Podcast oh, yeah, was brought to you by <gasps> We actually have we actually have we actually have a thing. Alright, well we got two Easter egg. minutes of Easter egg. Okay, that tale. song that song is called Nate Growing Up. Nice. It's by Labyrinth. No, it's, it's from uh, season Nate, one. Yeah, Nate Growing Up, yeah. And it is the best thing I've ever heard in the world. And they sample it here and there throughout season two, but no. they never gave it to us full in season two, and that upset me. Player, player, put the money on it. Player, player, put the money on it. Oh my god, I love that fucking song. That is like my favorite all-time song, and that is the song that I think Labyrinth like. Your favorite all-time song all is time. score from a TV show. Everything, anything. It, compared to like R. Kelly, it's the best. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I kind of. It kind of just reminds me of uh, Kanye's power. It's like it's it's a little it's, it's not better. that original. I mean, it's not better than Power now. Better, so much better. You know why it's better? What? Because 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 it's not anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> That's new. The song wasn't. Wrap it up. So serious. So serious. Hold <laughs> your shit. All right, I'm gonna stop recording.